Hello, man babies, and it's great to be with you all again. And sorry you were running a little bit late. Brownie was just finishing off his jigsaw in the green room, but uh, we've got them all ready now. And today, just to remind you of the calendar date, it's Wednesday, March the 15th. The year is the year of our Lord 2023. I am, of course, Ruin Johnson, the greatest Star Wars and Hollywood director, writer, and uh, biggest round head on the, the planet Earth. I trust you're all doing very well. It's good to see you all in the chat room. And on this evening's stream and podcast, we are discussing the third episode of Season 3 of The Mandalorian. But before we begin, I have some uh, legal disclaimers to go through. So you can find us here on YouTube, or if you prefer your entertainment in podcast audio form, we are also on Spotify. The links are in the description. And also, if you prefer us in our adult entertainment form, you'll find us on OnlyFans as well. So, if you've shut down for the evening, as Mr. Brown, the Yorkshire Ripper, always says, lots to get through. Shall we get the guests out? Well, I suppose I'll answer that question myself. Of course we should. So... First of all, from a VPN far, far away, he's the golden reach-around droid of choice. It's your and mine favourite android. It's Z3PO. Hello, Z. How are you doing? Oh, good evening, Master Ruin. A pleasure to be with you once more. Oh, it's so good to have you on again. Now you've endured another episode of Mando. Are you ready to get stuck into this one, Z? Well, normally, sir, I'd watch each episode twice, once for entertainment purposes and the second for notes and references. But uh, unfortunately, this week, <laughs> I'd rather have my exhaust port smashed open by Uncle Owen without lube than watch it for a second time. Oh, Lord, this is... Well, as as I say, the worse Mando gets, the better the stream gets, and today was particularly fucking awful. So we're in for a good stream, and uh, I hope you're all locked and loaded in the chat room. So, Z, should we see what are the reprobates we've got hanging around in the green room? Oh, yes, please. Yes, let's, let's roll the dice and see who we've got. So, what does the script say? Um, our next guest is... It's not him or it's not him. I'm going to have to move on. It's the wise elder of the channel. We normally reserve him till, uh, till much later, but we've had to skip a couple of guests. He is our very own director, the man with the knowledge, the man with the inside track. He is hyped for this one, folks. He came hot in the green room, and he's really going to give it some guns tonight. It is Mega Geek Ian David Diaz. How are you doing, Mega Geek? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. This, this episode was absolute bollocks. But, you know, what can you do, eh? What can you do? Oh, take a drink for every expletive, man, Absolutely. babies, because there's going to be a few tonight. But uh, yes, it was somehow got even worse, didn't it, Ian? But it uh, did. Oh. I think it's traveling down the uh, the uh, what's that last one that was really boring. Uh, uh, what was that one called? I see. I've even forgotten myself. What's Blando? That's it. Blando. That's the one. Blando, yeah. yeah. It's, it's even getting worse, isn't it? It's just honestly, I don't know what Disney's doing to Star Wars. They really are destroying it, aren't they? They really it's, are. It, it's, uh, well, all, all that's left is to just watch it burn down and uh, and laugh as it does. But uh, anyway, we, we the green room suddenly filled up. Everyone's wanting to get on this stream. So should we get another reprobate out, Ian? Why not? Why Let's not? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So next up. 
uh, we see the good in him. He is the man I like to call the Dark Lord Sith Chord. It's Lord Chord. How you doing, Lord Chord? Good evening. How are you? I'm very good, sir. Long time no speak. First time we hook up this year after our uh, dogging session uh, in December <laughs> and that uh, Wait, we wintery were on the night. stream but... two weeks ago. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. I, I, and also, I've never dogged you, just, just to throw that one in there. I'm, well, I'm but... sorry, I'm, I'm confusing you with not Brian. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I am sorry, Lord Short. But look, uh, I can make it up for you. We've got a rip-roaring episode for you to unleash on, and I know you like your critical analysis. Are you ready to get stuck into this one? Oh, I'll do my best, yeah. Oh, you bring your best, sir, because it's what we expect. Okay, but look, there are, unbelievably, there are more man babies lined up in the green room. Should we see who else we've got lurking in the shadows? Well, you know, when there's a really strong smell of shit, all the flies start burning, <laughs> so I guess you have to bring them out. Let's bring out the flies. Okay, so next up, he is... I scroll through my notes to get his official, his official uh, encore. What is it? Uh, okay, here we go. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Watch out, War and Peace. It's the Star Wars novelist, the jester from Leicester. It's <laughs> Swappers. Oh, hello, everybody. Uh, I've, <laughs> hello, I've just come fresh from watching this garbage, so uh, I can't wait to... <sighs> oh, he's just... You can't, you can't wait to... Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry? I forgot what we're doing. Oh, yeah, just, that's it, Mandalorian. That's it. Yeah. yeah, Just woken um, up from watching The Mandalorian. The Blandalorian. Yes. I, was, I was doing a bit of novel writing earlier on myself, and then I settled down to finish doing the novel writing and watch this. And my novel, it is most boring, drawn-out parts, is a million times more exciting than what we got in the show. But, yes. Well, I hope it doesn't influence you, because uh, you may find your writing going rapidly downhill, if that's the case. But, uh... I'm, I'm hoping, yeah. I mean, it probably would have been better if I hadn't watched it, because it might creep in, in the, you know, in influential areas. So I've just got to purge myself some way. If I can use that brain thingy that was used in the episode to kind of wipe my memory of it, I think that'd be very handy. Well, anyway, anyway, who's next? could hand them out after just watching as as... the show. Um, as long as you never get to the point where your characters are, are running down the train and they reach the end of the train and it's really obviously <laughs> the end of the train and they have and you have a character say it's the end of the train <laughs> just don't do that and you'll be better. Yeah, one, one of many fantastic scenes which we're going to explore. <laughs> but look, we've got. Can we fit one more on? I don't know what the limits are to this stream thing, but uh, apparently yeah, anyway. we. We've got one more in the green room who's very keen to get involved. So should we, uh, should we get him out? Please. Let's get him out. Okay. Uh, so, everybody, uh, last but no means least, mainly because we couldn't get anyone else. But that's that's harsh. I don't like that line. He wrote that himself. I'm not having it. It's the man I like to call the Yorkshire Ripper. He's the <laughs> sexiest 56-year-old in the county of Yorkshire. He is the man who runs the show, who gives me the keys, and who's not going to be happy because I've probably already demonetized them. It's Mr. Brown. Get out here, Brownie. God damn it. He's busy. Oh no, we've interrupted oh, him. He's... <laughs> Hi. He's 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 paused it on uh, the unfortunate scene the of the loo. Mandalorian. Uh. Oh, he's, he's still he's still hurting from having to watch this. Come Twice. on, Brown, stop pretending you can still get it up. How are you doing, sir? 
twice I watched this. <laughs> it's the slowest five years of my life. Well, I, I mean, I say this one more time. The special effects were really good in this. Yeah, yeah. always. Oh, yeah. Production just, value is off the charts. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yes. I'm so amazed at how, how the effects are so good in such a bad show. Come on, let's not get bogged down in that. Oh, <laughs> he's getting the catchphrase in early, Hello, folks. Ruin. Hello, look, Brownie. Man, did, baby destroyer we, did... of <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy's... Awesome. You. Hello. Brown, before we get into Hello, anything, chat. I've got some important questions to ask you. Proceed. Okay. Uh, Brown, are you experiencing any undue stress due to work or personal matters? <laughs> Always. Have you experienced any anger or resentment towards your <laughs> streaming colleagues? All the time. Have you experienced any anger or resentment towards the writers of Disney Star Wars? Uh, no, actually. Oh, well, thank you Not... for being an important part of the Brown Alliance program. <laughs> yes! You're free to join the stream. There we go. Thank you, sir. Um, for those who've not even watched The Mandalorian, you oh. won't get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, here we go. It's uh, oh, and already Brownie, oh, you're getting uh, you're getting gifts from your loyal fan beautiful. base. Here we go. Shall, shall I read it out? Go for it. Uh, F McPherson in the chat for the. I'll start again. My teeth have not warmed up for the pain, Mister Brown. Oh. Ten dollars. Thanks, nice of her. It's Thank lovely, her. isn't it? What a gesture. Mm. But here mm-hmm. we are. We're at uh, we're Mandalorian episode. Unbelievably, only episode three. <laughs> I don't oh. know how, many, how many more of these fucking things we've got to sit through? But uh, yes, it's um, it's episode three. Uh, Brownie sent me the uh, the official uh, details. It is oh. uh, the episode was called "We Give Up." It was written by committee and it was directed by Who Cares. So should we get into this goddamn thing? Um, yes. Small print on the screen. I can't read it. You probably can't either. Uh, it says something about subscribe. Uh, every single click helps the channel grow. Oh, my eyesight must be getting better. Oh, your font's getting bigger, Brown. I don't know which bigger. one. Uh, but as always, like, tell your friends, tell your family, and uh, you know, let's get this goddamn channel where it belongs and into the uh, the 2000s. Is that what we're aiming for, Brown? Uh, we've just Past seventeen one seven zero zero. So we're getting there. Bit we're by bit. There. Slow and steady. Uh poster for the Mandalorian. One's a bit we... deceiving for this week's episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we just do uh quick thoughts? Quick thoughts? Yeah. Okay. I'm, just I'm, I've got it. I've got my I've got my stopwatch at the ready. Um We'll start with you, Brown, because you're hot on the mic. 30 seconds. We know you can crack one off in that time, so go for it. It looks fantastic. I remember Thai interceptors. I remember something else as well, which I can't remember at the moment. Um, You remember something you can't remember? At the moment, yes. Um, Something is going on. Here, Favreau is up to something, or is, as I said, the uh, script by committee. 
something's going on. Mm. It's appalling. It's abysmal. Oh, oh you, it's appalling. It's I, abysmal. I, I just wanted to just give up while I was doing the slides. <laughs> what, on life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear this, this, I, I would say in all the uh, two and a bit years I've been doing this channel this was the most painful production what more painful than Boba Fett episode 3 no Brian did that that was funny and this wasn't Brown's just pissed off because he can't outsource his work anymore uh, Z <laughs> Give me your pithy thoughts of this uh, this particular episode. It was precisely 40 minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you all know what I'm referring to, and we'll go through it during the slides. Didn't The whole Dr. Pershing thing did not make a lick of sense why it was in there. We don't need to know the Rebels version of Operation Paperclip. It was ridiculously executed. And, oh, just jump from the fast train onto this crash map. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, was absolutely terrible but uh, I am geared up and looking forward to reviewing it with you all yes. oh, we can't wait we, we could be on for an all time low score tonight, I do feel it <sighs> um, Mega Geek, I know you've got a lot to say but just give me your give me your opening gambit if you would sir um, it was bollocks that was the word to describe the whole thing it's absolute nonsense right, it really was um, it's just it, <laughs> I, that's all I'm going to say. It's just rubbish. It's just I don't even know if I'm going to watch the next episode because it's just absolute nonsense. It really is. Scathing. Oh, you're going to see it through. See what come through? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, it nah, starts off with with uh, with a what do you call it a, a, a dog fight in the sky, doesn't it? And yeah. um, they just put it in because they haven't got any story. Yeah. Well, you you remember tie interceptors. Yeah, I remember there them. There you go. The, 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 I, remember. Just, I, remember, I remember. They're not running this into the ground. They're running Star Wars into the ground, aren't they? They really are. Just absolute. I mean, I can understand why people would. I mean, it, kids were like this, weren't they? It's got action, got pew pew, but then I'll get bored and leave when that doctor turns up. I really just thought he was going to be in it for like five minutes. And it was the whole episode. I was I, like, what the hell? Anyway, I shall stop there. Oh, he's just he's just getting started, folks. Uh, F. Gonna... McPherson. Do we know what the F in F. McPherson stands for? Uh, Fanny. It's Fanny. Fanny Fuckable. McPherson. Oh, Brown. I'm just going to go. Sake, man. Brown's girlfriend there, tossing him another <laughs> dollar. We do appreciate it. And uh, he did go through almighty pain tonight. Oh, but look, uh, there's a, if there's a man who can find a positive in anything... It's Lord Chord. Lord, can you somehow give me something for this episode? Yeah, Anything. I am because I've been on semi-holiday. I only got around to watching episode two yesterday, and I was shouting at the TV. It was that bad. What? This one, I was not shouting at the TV at all. Oh. So this one, I don't hate as much as the last two. This one, I just, I, I would be happy not to have watched. But it didn't really elicit terribly awful feelings of anger, bitterness, and regret. It was just, uh, okay. So, yeah, the, the, the writing wasn't a shit. It's because nothing happens, and if nothing happens, it's hard to do something wrong. So that is about as positive as I can possibly be about it. It wasn't good, but it, it, at least it wasn't 
utterly, utterly stupid. At least in this this one, the dialogue kind of sometimes matched the scenes the dialogue was attached to. Whereas in episode two, they were saying things which bore no resemblance to what we were actually seeing on the screen quite often. So, yeah, still not good, but but not as mind-numbingly shite as the last one was. <laughs> it comes to something when just not breaking the TV is a, is a positive thing, but, uh, but it's, we it's get it. It doesn't make any sense. So if you if you just mentally took the first scene of this episode and the last scene of this episode and you stuck them on the previous episode, it makes a lot more sense. And I'm pretty sure what they did was just steal the the ultimate part of, of episode two and bookend this episode with it because the episode that they ended up with had absolutely nothing happening. It was just walking through a circus for an hour. And they thought, shit, there's no action, so we've got to do something. What do we do? Oh, let's just take the end of the last episode and put it on this one. That will be fine. Then we've got pew-pew laser fights and, and the payoff for uh, Bo-Katan going into the water. That that actually does make more sense as, as the ending to the previous episode. So I'm quite sure they've just spliced these things together in post-production in a bit to make this one seem a little bit more action-packed than it actually are was. You, are you saying that Stevie Wonder did the uh, editing? That is a reference from... Probably oh, before my time, oh, so I don't for know. For God's sake, Brian! I know he's blind. Your audience. <laughs> um, uh, Fiona McPherson, and her name is Fiona, folks. Pri- we'll now refer Fiona. to her as Princess Fiona. Yeah. She is making it rain for Brown. <laughs> um, so she says, "I've had oh. pap smears with better pacing." I don't know what that reference means, but it's probably hilarious in America. But also, Brown, before you get too excited. The dollar one was a misclick, so you owe Fiona a dollar back. No <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll refund that, sorry. Yeah, please do. And finally, uh, Swappers, what were your uh, rage levels for today's episode? Uh, it was too boring for me to reach any kind of level of rage, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I could have, you could, like, like Z says, you could edit 40 minutes out of the middle and have like a 20 minute episode and it'd be actually quite entertaining <laughs> but that like middle whole middle section just derailed the whole thing and you're just sitting there for ages going when are they going to go back to the action when are we going to go back to mandalorian and when when, when are we going to see the other characters again and it didn't every time it ended a scene it just went straight back to the adventures of dr pershing on coruscant and i just oh jeez and you know it, it, it really was like star wars the job seeker movie wasn't it that's what it felt like <laughs> Uh, movie Cynic has uh, has dropped you a four ninety nine brown. Um, uh, YT means something else, don't you? I YT? found that out to my cost. It can sometimes but, mean YouTube, and it can sometimes mean white people. So yeah, white content creators. Thank you, Cynic. Thank you sir. Um, the, the middle yes. third for this just. I found myself watching it and sort I wanted to like it because again it wasn't as as obviously stupid as everything else was but it's just it's so weirdly paced it takes such a long time there's an awful lot of backstory that we've just had to skip over completely we're now trying to flesh out two characters we saw for what a single scene in the previous season so good luck if you even remember who they were it's the only bit of the show so far I've looked at and thought, okay, this is actually this is trying to do something. It is trying to go somewhere. There will have to be a payoff for this later on, probably. Although this is the Mandalorian, so they might just forget all about it, like they did with the whole IG-88 subplot. But at least it was doing something. But it was doing something for 40 minutes, and that something just translated, yeah, as bad dialogue, acting that would have shamed amateur dramatics people. 
and walking for a very long time, doing nothing at all. I remember so walking. It lost very quickly whatever goodwill I sort of bought into the scene, inexplicably. Uh, Brownie, could you read out the uh, rather insightful message okay, on the screen? Right. Bear with me, because I'm blind as a bat. Uh, and it just moved up. Scogli Jotun, the only part that staggeringly pissed me off out of boredom was when they jumped off the train. God, that was stupid. Yes, it was. Strong feelings about that one, but look, uh, we've started the, we've st we're on the first of 534 slides, so hang in there, folks. Uh, these first few of those little kind of brief recaps from whenever yes. it was, the catch up from the, uh, yeah, the previous episode. It wasn't the previous episode; it was the previous season. Hey, remember oh. the woman that you saw oh, for a was. single they, scene? They've given us yeah. context. Yes. Yeah. You're right. They're giving us. They're reminding us who the fuck these nomarchs are because they're about to give us a whole episode on them. You're absolutely right. Um, so here we've got this chap. Look, I don't remember his name. It's something like Doctor Pencil Pusher. But can someone remind me of this <laughs> guy's name? Doctor Pen Pershing. Pishing. I wasn't far off. Okay, Doctor Pen Pershing. Um, can someone remind me? Because I've obviously erased it from my memory bank. What What's the relevance of this guy? What part did he play previously? Well, Why I, the fuck should I care? I think it's going to be something to do with um, cloning. What's his face? Palps. Oh, oh Snow clones. Yeah, Snow. <laughs> the origin oh, of yeah, Snow yeah, clones yeah, yeah. is Dr. Ben yeah. Bershing. Um, I, I actually really struggled to remember who this guy was, even from the flashbacks, but he was the guy <laughs> doing the experiments on the ship, wasn't he? And it was to do yeah. with... Was, it, was, it, was this the cloning the four sensitive abilities thing, or was that something else? Nobody knows. No. <laughs> Just no. So not even naughty. the writers know. Um, Wasn't there? A, I'm sure there was a plot point with something to do with the blood of four sensitive. That's the whole thing. Baby Grogu's four sensitive blood, and this guy was experimenting with it. But that yes, might be is. a different guy. Correct. You're correct. Yes. He, he was actually working on Grogu in the first season. Uh, just for the rest of this uh, stream, I'm going to refer to this character as Papsmir. So thank you, Fiona. You've given me the name for this character. Uh, so, so we've got Papsmir on screen, and uh, this is still part of the recap. And then we have um, it, she's got well, she's she's introduced with some letters and numbers. Is it is it L E S B O? What what was a what was a code name? <laughs> I, I prefer to call her um, uh, Trans Admiral Yawn. Uh, yes, they them. Let's settle for that. We can't go wrong with that. Um, is this the girl boss character from Ant Man? Is this her? I never saw Ant Man. No, no, no. She no, looks uh, really familiar. No, it's not. Totally. Are we sure? No. Yeah, positive. The uh, the girl boss from Ant Man. You mean the not this one just gone by? The other one? No, the no, no. One? The most recent one. Oh, I don't know then. I'm sure uh, apparently, the correct. Um, Correct name Thank for this correct. character is Officer Gender Neutral. There we go. Officer Gender Neutral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How close to the line can we get before we get banned, Brownie? Um, I think we're banned anyway. We're banned anyway. Okay, so we're good. Yeah. We just we just let rip. That's good. Okay. Well, uh, she, he, them does look as gender neutral as possible. Yes, very androgynous indeed. Mm. 
Uh, Hostman Socrates says, in the Star Wars universe, bounty hunters are considered untrustworthy because they'll take any con contract uh, from any government as long as it pays well. There you go. It's in the name, bounty hunters. <laughs> yeah. They hunt for bounty. The taste yeah. of paradise. Exactly. Uh, Brownie, we're early doors on this one, but I'm going to go there. What would you give? Uh, what would you give this day then? Um, out of ten. Uh, always out of ten. I would. I'd give a one. <laughs> really? These jokes are not funny, man. Really? <laughs> they, are, they are in my mind. They're not funny. <laughs> He's a desperate man, mega geek. He'll he'll go no, places you wouldn't dream of. I'm a desperate they them. Oh, God, How dare you misgender me, sir? Here we oh, go. In fact, Lord. I just misgendered you by calling you sir. Yes. Bit of fun, bird. Sheer then. double fucking standards. Moving on. Lucasfilm logo, and we're about yes. to uh, witness one of the worst episodes ever produced under the moniker of Star Wars. So here we go. It's Star Wars, folks. We need reminding of that sometimes. I remember Star Wars. And we open in the... Um, what is it? The Bog of Eternal Stench. What's it called, someone? <laughs> the Living Halifax? Waters of Mandalore. <laughs> Living Waters of Mandalore, that's it. Um, like the way uh, she didn't even check if Mando was alive. She just dumped him on his back. He's not moving. He could be dead for all we know. But uh, I think eventually he coughs and splutters. And uh, But I guess the point is he's been redeemed. Uh, Z, talk us through this one. What uh, What do we have in this opening sequence? Well, this here is Mando, who went into the mines of Mandalore like one would step on the, the steps as you go towards the deep end of a swimming mm. suddenly drop. So she saved him and uh, accidentally uh, bathed in the waters herself, a plot point that will be important later, as Death Watch has uh, very, very lackadaisical criteria for joining their crew. So, uh, yes, she saved him. Saved. Saved. He's been redeemed. Um, Tim uh, Tim Hannabom says the last stream was Bomb Burner. Is Bomb Burner good or bad? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Pass. We don't know. Okay. Don't know. I'm going to say good. We'll, guess. we'll take it as a compliment. I, mean, I guess no one wants the barn to burn down, but maybe it just means it's rock and roll. And um, Princess Fiona is still making it rain. Um... She swappers, says, do you want to read that one? In fact, tell you what, no, 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 no. Uh, oh. Lord, are you available to read a super chat, please? Uh, this is going to get me cancelled, isn't it? Yes, from Ethnic <laughs> <Matt> McPherson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, I disavow. Daiki McBuzzcut, an evil scientist nerd douchebag. Bravo. <laughs> Don't oh. you dare clip it. Yeah, clip oh, that one, folks. Clipped are. already, mate. You Excellent. can tell he's an evil scientist, Dr. Pershing, because he's got round Nazi glasses <laughs> in the universe where you can get your eyes replaced. We'll get to the cloning yeah. organs thing, because I was going to comment on that, but no, we'll, we'll get to that. Sticking with this scene, this is a bit, so he, he coughs eventually and wakes up, and she says, hey, did you see that huge fucking monster down there? He says, no. So... I I wasn't on this stream for the last episode, but I gather as soon as he stepped off the deep end, he immediately fell unconscious and then dropped at an astonishing rate of nuts down into the monster's lair where she finds yeah. him. And so Mando was just asleep for the entire thing. Yes. Something like that, yeah. 
shout out to uh, Ponty Paul. Uh, he said he laughed so loud and so many times for the last episode, so we've got a lot to live up to, uh, folks. Um, no also, we, we have got the official... I know everyone's messing around with the character's name, being very offensive, but... Uh, Swappers, can I get you to read out the actual character's name? It's on the screen there. <laughs> uh, not entirely sure about the accuracy of this, but uh, Melvin Deeply in the chat says Butch Thespian. It is Butch Thespian. Yes. I've checked IMDb. That is the official character name. So there we go. Um, okay, so look, we're in the opening sequence. Um, Mando's piss wet through from it being in the bog of eternal stench. Baby Yoda's there. And... Uh, uh, Botox, uh, Karen's there as well, and uh, they've still got the torches on the helmets. And I don't know about anyone else. I was waiting for that giant monster to pop up or something to happen, and it never really did. But no, uh, it made it, it made it interesting, wouldn't it? But well, it, God, God forbid we have it's anything remotely interesting. It is. You you can bet within one season, Bob Katan is going to be riding that mythosaur. Oh, that's that's like one of Brown's I, wet dreams. I'd, easy. Uh, pay to see that, yes. <laughs> Look at me, I can ride the Mythosaur. We can reunite all the clans. Yeah. Well, um, I'm confused, right? So so I'm just jumping a bit. So when that those things destroyed her temple, whatever it was, she's, is she the queen or something of that place? I, so I never saw the last... The, the last so, so I don't understand, right? Why hasn't she got minions to protect the place or soldiers? Because she lost... Or... Um, so she lost the Darksaber to Mando. Right. which meant that all of her followers left her because in their religion, she has to have the Darksaber for them to think it worth following her. So when she loses it, they all abandon her. Consequently, she spends two years sitting on that throne, staring into space, doing nothing, waiting for a main character to turn up and move the plot along. So that's why she's there. Fuck. It's the ancestral seat of her family, I think, who were, as is established later, you know, very big and importantly ruled Mandalore, um, whilst also living on that moon. And that was, I guess, their home castle. If uh, if she sat on that uh, throne for two years, will it be a bit whiffy? Uh, you get piles from uh, <laughs> sitting on that thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a fucking concrete chair. Yeah, it is, isn't um, it? Brownie, I know it's your birth. You've got you've got a birthday this year. Um, <laughs> I have. And yes. <laughs> I, I was speaking to Fiona McPherson because I want to know what to get you. Do I get you some nice pint glasses? Do I get you some nice shot glasses? And Fiona knows you better than any any of us. Uh, can you read out what Fiona advised me to get you? <laughs> um, Fiona, channel favourites. Fiona McPherson in the chats. Yahtzee glasses. <laughs> you see what I did there? He navigated you it well, need, folks. You he do need a new pair. Well. Um, I do. <laughs> he does look like someone from um, Indiana Jones, though, doesn't he? Bad so where, where have I seen that actor from then? The guy with the Galactica. No, okay. I don't know. Not he looks very familiar. Brown, I think you've officially made minimum wage. Um, I have. I'm going to read this. M. Duke, 84, for I assume these are Canadian, $3. The doctor is Penn Pershing, so <laughs> Dr. Dr. P. P. Very good. Yes, very what good. Hell? You think with a name like that, Penn Pershing, he'd be an administrator? Oh. Mm. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Yeah, well, oh. That was ill-timed. 
dad jokes. <laughs> I love a dad joke. Um, so we're still sat around the the uh, the, the the rivers of uh, eternal life, Babylon. whatever it's called, and yeah. um, we get some idle chat. And this this episode's not really got going yet, but it's about to in a moment. Um, and he's picking Baby Yoda. Oh, oh the yes. light reflecting on Baby Yoda's face. Um, someone remind me, where, how does this work? When is this goddamn thing a puppet and when is it a, a CGI it's a uh, creature? It's, or it's, a, it's, a puppet all, it's a puppet all the way through. They have, they have people dressed in green suits to move him around, whether it be sticks or just moving around with their hand, and then they rub the guy out. Then they add the um, visual effects on its face and when it wants to blink or, or it wants its uh, nose to move and stuff like that so it's it's physical the people can see it on set oh, you say green suits it. could kermit perform no but basically grown men wear green suits and they what? move their hands around and yeah and they they move it with that with their hands obviously and then they rub they rub the people out with green suits put the background in that's how they do it that's why it looks like it's Are you saying a, a man has got his arm up grogu's all right ass? in some shots yeah some shots, okay. but but when it needs to walk, it's literally a guy wearing a green suit from head to head to toe, moving it physically. That's how they do it. So there you go. Learn something new every day, right? Wow. See, <laughs> you don't get this on uh, on Doomcock's channel, folks. So I uh, <laughs> hope you appreciate this. Um, Z, I know you like to cross dress of a weekend, but uh, Tim Hannabom has got some advice for you. Would you mind reading out his comment? And Tim Hannabom in the chat says, never go full lesbian. There you go, folks. If, if you take one thing away from tonight's stream, it's never go full lesbian. There we go. No. Um, so we move on. We're still in these dark uh, mines of Mandalore. I mean, Christ Brown, you could have uh, you could have took a few less screen caps than this. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I hope no one's got any plans for the next nine hours. So... There we go. We're getting into the good stuff now. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. I like this ship design. Is anyone yes. with me? Yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've liked it since Clone Wars, though. They're just reusing that, and there's been no effort put into this whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah. I, I I also like Bo-Katan's maneuvering trick in it. That was very good. Oh, yep. the uh, yeah. yeah, that was pretty you good. Know, cat engine uh, throttle back, spin yeah, around. Brilliant. Very good. I mean, I know it's all bright lights, big city, but I liked the opening <laughs> 10 minutes. I thought I'd promise until the fucking roll, the, the, the Mando oh, yeah. uh, credits, and then it went rapidly downhill. But um, I don't know, I had Rogue One vibes this opening scene. I thought it was decent. Mm. But uh, yes, good good ship design. Can't wait for them to release it on Lego. Um, I'm sure they're going to smash it to smithereens like they did with uh, <laughs> Razor Crest. Well, it's, it seems that that's, this is their MO, isn't it, for these series? Is first of all, they give you something that's crap in the storyline, but then they give you a pew-pew scene, don't pew, they? Pew, for no pew, reason pew. whatsoever, but because they can do it. I'm just saying, I don't even know why those TIE fighters were chasing them. No, really that was don't. my thought as well. And if it were a different show, which had, you know, basically competent writing, you'd think, well, we'll get to that. We'll have an answer to that at some stage. It might not be in this episode. It might be in the next one. Maybe we'll find out who has such a huge force of Imperial starfighters in this vicinity and why they hadn't shown up before now. But this yeah. is the Mandalorian, so it could well be that we never find any of that out. It's just suddenly tie interceptors. And that's there because we want flashbangs and whizzes, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, that's what I think as well. I think that's what they do all the time. It's just like, oh, we've got to put a, 
a shoot up here. Let's just put that bit in there, you know. And it's just, oh, it's just, oh God, this show's so bad. It really is. Well, Mando, uh, what's the name of uh, this ship that we're all admiring and a lot of comments in the chat admiring it as well? Has it got a name, anyone? It does, and I can't remember the name of it. Bo, Bo Karen Starship, we'll call it. You'll probably know it. Um, Botox 4. Botox 4. Um, so anyway, they're they're all together on this, aren't they? And they're, they're heading away. Um, and uh, Baby Yoda's... Why, why, another question I need to ask is, why, why do they always tell the truth, right? So the Mandalorian, he could have just said, you know, he could have just got a bit of the water and not jumped into it and then gone back and said, I've been in the water, I've got proof, here's the water. Do you know what I mean? He didn't need to jump in there, did he? And then when... Um, that, that that woman with the fur coat ask ask him what's her name um katie sackoff did you take your helmet off she goes no what i mean she doesn't want to be with them why didn't you just say yes i did you know and lie <laughs> do you know what i mean i just don't understand the logic in this script at all it just and do, do we think it's funny that r5 where it's called falls down a lot no i don't think it's funny i was i was the first, the first time it's kind of the first time it's sort of a slight twinge of the lips. The second time, <laughs> no. The third time, I thought, uh, did you forget that you'd already done this? Yeah. No. Also, the, the, everything up until this point in this show, I've, my developing theory is that you could improve The Mandalorian Season 3 if you take all of the dialogue out of it, because it's either nonsensical or it doesn't attach to the scene or it's just entirely unnecessary and redundant, just characters pointing out things that we can all see. This is one of them. So most of their dialogue on the ship has this, it's this weird yet yeah, detached narrative thing. Oh, look, there are TIE interceptors. Oh, no, we are under attack. Oh, no, we have been hit. Look at mm. the scope. This is the scope. There is something on the scope. You don't need to tell us all of this. Yeah. And yeah. because certainly in Petro Pascal's case, he's not actually in the scene. Um, the, the intonation's wrong. The voice acting is not good um so this scene looks nice but every time yeah, if you listen to it it becomes irritating and then if you pay too much attention to it it also becomes irritating yeah i just honestly a uh, slight twinge of the lips a great album by depeche mode folks uh, do check that one out um <laughs> best test best test of all devil 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 says best of several Best test ever. Oh, that's how it works. Okay. She says, uh, he, she, they says, Bo Katango is naturally a better pilot of than course. Mando. Uh, she does seem to flex her piloting skills in this episode, doesn't she? So, oh, well, yeah. to be fair, this is her ship. It is, yeah. yeah. And it's much better than this stupid small one that Mando sits in. It is. I think. It so is. So we just missed it in the last slide. I'll bring it back in. We have uh, not TIE fighters, but TIE interceptors. Ah. Mm -hmm. I remember TIE interceptors. Remember those TIE interceptors. And we know um, that they're bad because Mando tells us these TIE interceptors are much harder than TIE fighters. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we got that, but fine. Oh, we do Probably love not. a bit of... So hold on. So when is this set, by the way? So I remember Luke turned up, and that he was in his black gear. So that, is this set after Return of the Jedi? I had to yeah. check this out because I got completely lost. It apparently it's about five years after Return of the Jedi. Is that right? Oh, yes, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Okay. But there's a bit of a time skip between season two and season three. So I think season two is five years after, and this oh, is okay. a year or two after that. I think. So we could be about yeah six or seven years, and about. 
for those counting and for those caring, it makes it about 23 years before The Force Awakens. So we've, that makes me we've got about 14 more scenes as a Mando before we see Rey. So we can all look forward to that one. Um, mm. uh, MC, there's, the, I think he's rather surprised this is after it, <laughs> Jedi. Um, yes, unbelievably it is. So, um, Bo-Katan's helmet, we touched on it in the last... Uh, looks a bit like an owl. It does. It is. Very much so. Clannis the Night Owls. Yeah. It does look like an owl. I like the turquoise. Hence the uh, turquoise of the stream. Oh, is that where you got it from? Very nice. It's like a teal. Teal, Brian. Yes, yeah, teal. Uh, so this is... Uh, is this Mando on the guns? I think it's yeah, Mando on the uh, yeah. the guns. Yeah, not quite Luke in the Falcon, but still he mans the guns and he's uh, he's going to give it a go. Also, the music was really nonplussed in this scene. You'd think that mm. the music would be more adventurous and, you uh, know, and actually... Disagree. You, know, you didn't like you liked the music in this scene? There was Ian? a hint of the, um, you know, the John Williams... A hint. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, you wanted to hear something. It was there. No, it weren't. I don't even the music in this scene. Yeah, I heard it. Because they actually do use some of John Williams's score later on when they're walking through Coruscant, and the weird circus music is actually a part of the score from The Phantom Menace, but played on these weird honky-tonky instruments. So they do use some of it, just not really where they should. I remember the the guy with the glasses said, it's a trap, to the guy who said, it's a trap. I remember that, the ending. Remember that bit? (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Jim D giving a shout out to the world's greatest ever pilot, Ray, who obviously would have shot all of those down in Ray. Absolutely. Rise close. Rise At the same time. Yes. Exactly. It would have been a magic bullet like the one that got uh, JFK, would have got all five of those. Um, On the soundtrack thing, I don't think it's this scene. I think it might be the the one slightly later when when, um, when Boba, when Mando's back in his N1. I think Z said in the first episode, it gets slightly annoying whenever Mando does something and it does that weird little score, little soundtrack, so, uh, sorry, sound effect thing, that do thing. Yeah. When he gets into um into the M1, it does it in some like four consecutive moments every time he does everything, like scene by scene by scene. So there's four of them within about a 30 second period. I think, yes, this does work sometimes when you use it sparingly. It does not work when you are literally using it for every action he takes. That yes. becomes very annoying. Oh, that's very noticeable. It was like Wonder Woman's introduction in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Every time she appears, it was and the wailing music. Brown, apparently you can do the sound effects for when Mando and Bo-Katan walked out of the mines. Can I? Apparently you can. I'm going to insist that you do, otherwise I'm going on strike. Yeah, I don't... It's, it's true, though, because they didn't squelch, did they, when they walked? Perfect. He's gone for it. I should have paid you, Brown. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm here all week. So they're heading for this uh, planet. This is um, Bo-Katan's homeland or ca- it is, yeah. residence, isn't it? The ca- yeah, whatever, the castle thing. And, and this is where... Um, Boba Fett's ship is, or Mandalorian ship is, and we're losing track already. And they're trying to make it the... That's the plan, isn't it? They had a, a plan to get to get to Mando's ship so he can get in the dogfight. 
Are you with but me, why, babies? Why did yeah, they attack? Well, we don't know that. The, the dialogue in this scene is, well, we need to do that because the shields are taking too much damage. And then once everything's sorted and Mando's got his ship and they blow all of them up and he says, did you take any damage? And she says, nah, it's just the shields. So, but no, but that was that was the problem before. But now it's now it's not a problem. Make your mind up. What are you doing? What are the stakes in this fight scene? I, I'm, I'm thinking the interceptors were going there to destroy the castle or whatever it is. But it's just timing of them being there at the same time. I don't know. Well, I mean, that that is bad enough for it to be an actual plot point in The Mandalorian, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't think that's what will ha- I hope that's not what happens. My, my guess is that the reason they haven't popped up before now is that th- this will somehow find its way back to Moff Gideon. He'll still be there because there's the dialogue later about what happened yeah, to him and great. no one really knows. And he is, he's obviously still like horny for the Darksaber. So he's probably, I don't know, my guess is <laughs> monitoring Mandalore. And so he spotted when they went down and that's the reason that he acted now or sent his troops to act now. But I mean, it could be anything at this point. And yeah, you're probably right. It probably is just the convenience. They just happened to turn up at this precise moment and fancied blowing up a castle for no reason. Well, I mean, um, Moff Gideon's got an axe to grind with Bo-Katan. She was there mm-hmm. um, when he was and captured so uh i often wondered why why on earth would they just waste ordnance on some random it would have to be deliberately targeted that's yeah i mean that that would make sense but then the question i suppose is that if she's been sitting in that castle for two years and that is what he thinks and that's why he's doing it why didn't he do it during those two years or however long it was good point yeah maybe maybe just like Oh, just leave her there, sitting on that court throne with those piles. That's the life I want for her, you miserable cow. Great visuals again. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I do need to. I do need to pause the stream here, Brown. Um, oh, I know this is uh, this is unusual, but uh, we've had a request in for a a brief uh, interlude uh, for some ASMR. So I'm going to quickly go through the guests. And I just want a quick blast of ASMR from all the guests. So, Brownie, we'll start with you, if you will, please. <coughs> there we go. And Z? What does ASMR stand for? Oh, I Ian. It's you. Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. I'm touching your arm. What? What? <laughs> what? Mega Geek's completely lost. I'm completely lost. I Come don't on, know no, d- no one tell him in the chat. I don't want any guidance. Ian, I want your best ASMR. Go. I have no idea what you're talking about. Just, so how can I give just, you the best of anything? Just, just make, just go with your, uh, go Guts. with your gut you feel. You want me to give you a noise? Is that <laughs> yeah, what you yeah. want? Go for yeah. it. Okay. Uh, yes. There you go. How's that one? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what it means, what I'm supposed to do. You thick twat. Lord John, I've got a feeling you're going to be a natural at this. Give me your best ASMR. I am kind of with Ian in that I don't know exactly what constitutes ASMR. Exactly. You don't call him a thick twat, do you, Ian, eh? Hey, because you love him. That's why you're always uh, up his ass, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Is it just where people (laughs) speak really closely to the microphone and whisper? Let's not get bogged down with insults. Uh, Brown, um, everyone's leaving. Just so you know, it's uh, it's kill the stream. And uh, no, look, my golden rod. Oh no. 
this is uh, better than the episode. It is. Yeah, it is. If you just do two hours of this instead. Uh, swappers, give us your uh, best ASML, please. Yeah. Oh, I was going to get away with that. Oh, um, oh, hold on. Hold on. Sounds like a bag of crisps. Oh. It is a bag of crisps. <laughs> just opening a king-sized pack of condoms. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of you, but I've got an erection. Lord Short compliments from uh, Princess Fiona. Uh, Well done. Well, I mean, I'd hope you'd be changing it semi frequently anyway, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, anyway, we hope you enjoyed that brief interlude for ASMR. We will be returning to that again soon, but (laughs) back to the (laughs) dogfights. Because they are getting towards uh, Botox Karen's castle. We've got all these fantastic tie interceptors. Great visuals, isn't it? It was was a good scene. Especially when they're going over the water and the water comes up as well as it's touching, flashing, and everything. It's really good effects. The effects are just really, really Mm. movie like. You know what I mean? I thought actually this looked better for on planet space uh, spaceship fights i thought this looked better than the force awakens they moved more yeah. realistically yeah. than the x-men yeah, yeah. did in that. Oh, much yeah, better yeah, yeah definitely no this complaints was, um... whatsoever in this sequence i think they get the idea that to move too fast Cameras. the audience won't be able to, to to actually figure out the geography what's going on so mm. they're kind of it's moving fast but it's 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 within our understanding if you know what i mean so. it's almost like they're doing the old kind of uh, you know the camera the mechanical cameras where they went to shoot the stationary model. Mm. They're not going like every angle and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it. Yeah. It does look like it. Maybe somebody's learning that being able to fly up the arsehole of a spaceship necessarily isn't the best, but Mm. just me. Even, I mean, Brownie, you would have noticed this from, from trying to grab the stills. When you try and grab the, um, the motion stills, the the dogfight. I bet you found you couldn't get a real crystal, crystal clear image because, like you say, the, it's it's all in motion. Oh, well, you can't even it? say it, so the answer's no, I couldn't. Oh. Well, look, I'm going to focus on something <laughs> else, and I'm going to focus on the wonderful TIE Fighter I'm oh, sure he's coming up in a moment. Did everyone enjoy the TIE Fighter pilots? Yes. Mm-hmm. Bit of a member, Barry, but it was nice to see and him. And the sound... It? as well of the TIE fighter inside. It's fantastic. They even have shots where Mandalorian's in his ship and it looks like it's like they're literally lifting it from um, Top Gun Maverick where you actually see somebody in in the in the seat. And, and you know, it's like the camera's mm. actually on the, on the side of the thing. So it is really good visual effects. They've thought about it a lot, they have, so. How good is that, folks? Boom. Boom, yeah. I have to. I um. I downloaded on Steam the other day the old N sixty four Rogue Squadron game, mm. and um. The the entire this entire segment of this episode actually does play out like an old arcade shooter. So you've got obviously it's the firefight stuff. The plot then progresses by looking at the scope, and then oh we have to fly over here now because here's the new enemy class doing the next thing. Stop the tie oh. bombers before they blow up the ship. Go yeah. over there, shoot those people. Oh no, there's something else on the scope now. Let's go over here. Which was it was fun to play um but it's not the first time this episode this show is has just progressed like a video game i was a, i was thinking exactly the same thing rogue squadron gamecube mm. yeah oh yeah the gamecube one that's fun yeah. galaxian remember that game galaxian 
I have never heard of Galaxian. Yeah, have you never heard? Oh, yes, probably way beyond your time. It was very rudimental. It was very... Um, but anyway, space sorry. Space, yeah, it's like space, it's like space mm-hmm. Invaders, but I thought it was much better, <laughs> personally. Galaxian. But anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> this uh, guy's Franco... doing a TED Talk, isn't he? The guy with the glasses does a TED Talk. I remember that in this episode. <laughs> Did he, is it a um, TED Talk he was doing? I can't remember. He's, it's weird. He does a TED Talk and then they just stick him in a warehouse firing yeah, things. Yeah. I can't understand what they were trying to... Well, we'll get there, but yeah. It's, mm. it's a very strange oh, look decision. At that. That's what I'm it's saying. This is, all, this is all Top Gun stuff. If you saw the latest Top Gun film, they had cameras on the wings, on the, on the side of the thing, and that's what they're trying yeah. to imitate. It's so obvious Agreed. that's what they're trying to do. Oh, beautiful. Ooh, uh, Franco fine. in the chat has just put the, uh, the chords for Lady Gargoyle's Bad Romance. It's D-A-G-A, D-A-G-A, D-A-G-A. <laughs> so for those musicians out there, you can have that one on us, some free tablature. But this is where Mando jumps from the ship and he's trying to make it back to his own ship, isn't it? I mean, this is all action, isn't it? Come on, are we not loving yeah. this man babies it's good isn't it it's Fantastic. great i mean if only the writing team had listened to all the <laughs> yeah like the visual effects team they, they Look at that. criticisms from previous seasons and improved their capabilities immensely and everything looks so lovely except mm. the story yeah mm-hmm. it, it is it is <sighs> stupid isn't it it's just it's ridiculous they're not concentrating on the screenplay but just giving us all loads of visuals Somebody's i, I wouldn't be surprised on. if they did all these visuals and they went well how, how can we fit this into Oof. the script <laughs> you know so i don't know very so, good isn't that the stan lee method yeah well just have and, all the pictures and then i'll put the writing in yeah. later and james bond as well james uh, bond used to find locations and then make create the story around the locations they found didn't they you go in. Yeah. That was MC in the chat says Christopher mm. Nolan cameras on the wings in Interstellar. Yeah, that's Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Battlestar didn't the Battlestar Galactica remake have the occasional wing camera mm. shot in the Vipers? I, so. I think so. Yeah, it's a, it's a good look. It's quite effective. Mm. Now this is uh, I think this is where he, he he's about to crash to his imminent death and he just fires up his rockets to just yes. kind of soften mm. his landing, doesn't he? It is uh, an impressive maneuver. Um, very Django Fetty, I thought. I don't know. Yeah, Just, yeah it reminded uh, me of episode two. Yeah. Uh, so, so far, so good in this episode. We're all very impressed. There it is. Oh, Look. oh he's so beautiful. fucking epic. Love the uh, the original figure as well, although he's always a the bit top shot. heavy. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It's just a pleasure to watch that. But the the um the Tie Fighters are bigger. Uh, in start, the original Star Wars, it was a little smaller, wasn't it? Yeah. You, you know what, guys? I was just thinking about this. That is, I'd probably say, fifty years old. That image. Mm. You know, from the concept art of mm. Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How fucking good does that look? Amazing. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Kirantos Ke- loves a TIE fighter. <laughs> Very good. And uh, Craig Shan loves a beautiful helmet. I think, yeah. I know the Lord does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, co- cockpit oh, shot. Sorry, ge- uh, gender neutral crotch area shot. Uh, and this is, yeah. uh, this is Botox Karen's castle about to get it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. And I like the castle. Maybe we're not going to see a Lego set for that one. No, it, doesn't it blow up in a bit? So that this is so. There's one fighter that's gone after Mando. 
So this is the bit where he has to get in the ship before the fighter gets him. He gets in the ship, flies off, blows up. The the castle gets it after he yeah. saves. Yeah, he, yeah, Botox he saves his ship. Right. He saves his ship before it gets blown. Was up. the was the castle a target or was that an afterthought? What do we That's, think? I, I think it was the target. Mm. Yeah, because so, you wouldn't have sent tie bombers to attack yeah. moving spaceships. So yeah. they must have already been planning to. Yeah, do Yeah, as that. I said, they were going to do it, but they were just coincidentally there at the time. Yeah, I think you've nailed it, Brown. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you can go now. Thank you. Oh, look at that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Swappers, do you like the dual trigger? It's fantastic, isn't it? And everything's so much more dirtier than it was in Book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. One of the things I hated about that series is everything looks so shiny and clean. But everything here is down and dirty like it used yeah. to be in Star Nothing Wars. Nothing like a, a good dirty joystick. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you've got it gripped firmly with both hands. Oh, just stop it with these terrible yokes. It's carry on time. Uh, there's some discussion in the chat about whether why um, Botox Karen's castle didn't have any defensive placements exactly. or fortifications. Um, but Brownie, could you just uh, read out the response to that, please? Um, Smilex in the chat adds Fiona McPherson. Let's not get bogged <laughs> down with military defence strategy. <laughs> there we go. Let's put you in your box. Um, so anyway, we've stared at these uh, knobs for long enough. Uh, people are going to get aroused, well, but we need uh, to pile through these. It will be here for ten hours. Yes, this is this is the the assault on uh, Castle Karen, isn't it? Mm. Um, and in fairness, they do a pretty good job of uh, bombing the shit out of the castle, don't they? Well, they this do, and also quality, isn't everything it? that oh. you see, everything oh, that you see—the mountains, the waters, and everything—and the castle—it's all—it's all done in computer. It's crazy, absolutely oh. crazy, all Feast. of it. So it's not like they went and took a camera and went to Ireland and shot all the hills and stuff like that. All of that's all created by the computer. That's how Fantastic. far we've gotten so far. You know, when they did Empire Strikes Back, they literally had to go to um, wherever they went for the snow and they literally had to fly a helicopter with a camera attached to to it so they can shoot the mountains in the snow and everything. And then they put the visual effects in. But now you can create all that stuff in the computer. It's, it's madness. You know, absolute craziness as far as I'm concerned. I think the chat are amusing themselves, aren't they? <laughs> If you think the uh, the guests are coming out with some degenerate um, talk, the chat even works. Here you go, Franco, a man of few words, but when he pipes up, people listen. Carry on up the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Franco. Very good. Very good, Franco. Um, and I think Stuart, with the actual some sensible contributions, is this? Uh, he's given us a location. Mm. Finns in Norway. Yes, yeah, so well, I mean, I don't know. As I said, I think I think it's all created in the computer because they can do that now. They can um, really do that now. Bef okay. Before you move on, if the rest of this series is utter dog shit, which I think it is going to be, it's just worth it for that. Just for this unscreened pilot. How yes. great is that? And yes. they still can't shoot straight. How great oh. is that? It's just fantastic. Beautiful. Bang, bang. Oh, well, that's as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> On one hour. Anyway, we, um, so Mando's in the, in the action now, isn't he? He's in the, he's in the, he's in his tiny yeah. little fucking pod racer thing, whatever it is. And, uh, 
Is Baby Yoda with them at this point? No, or is it... no. It's Baby Yoda's with Bo-Katan, yeah. right, okay. Because yeah. he's, he's got no out droid. shit to get his uh, spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. And he was so scared he closed his little egg thing, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, that's right, yes. He's mm. used that one before. Um, are we oh. all in agreement that uh, Botox Karen's ship is way better than Mando's? It looks better, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. What about Razor Quest? If we throw that in the equation, Wazer. I do like Razor Quest. The Razor yeah. Quest. The Razor Quest. <laughs> I love the Razor Quest. Razor. La- I remember Laser Quest. <laughs> yes, how do I? <laughs> I've been on that a couple of times. <laughs> At least Boom. both Tox Caverns ship is complete. Even they even get explosions really yeah, well. It's really good. It's quality. Well this is quality. We said that last week. The visual effects are pretty amazing. Yeah, for a TV series, fantastic. Mm. So the dogfight continues. We've still got some uh, tie interceptors in the game here, and I think we're we're, we're getting towards um, Botox Karen's incredible maneuver. It's uh, she uses the I don't know, how would you describe it? Lord Chorderfield feel, could uh, do it some justice. Can you describe the manoeuvre, Lord? Are we, th- are we thinking of the same manoeuvre? The one where she flies um, flies very high and then drops? Is that the That's one the one, of? yes. She kind of k- kicks out the right wing or something and it, yeah. Is it like a back scuttle movement or something? It, actually, you know, it reminded me of where she... she uh, she flies really high and then drops. Isn't it it's something I've seen in one of the Batman movies? He kind of flies yeah, up in the Batwing and then, yeah. yeah. He goes to the moon and then That's it the one. the moon and um, it drops. Yeah. Fifth generation fighters can do that as well. It's like an afterburner movement. That's the one. No I thought she was going to do, um, Ian, I thought she was going to do a Blue Thunder and go all the way around and then come behind them. Do you remember Blue, the end of the Come of behind Blue them. Thunder? Come behind them, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought she was going to do that, but she didn't. Mm, it was a really nice 180 degrees, and when the ship dropped, she dropped too. And I like those little touches. It's like they've gone out of their way to go outside of the uh, the back projection environment. Mm. Yeah. And it just seems a lot more, I don't know, physical and real this mm. season than it has from previous. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we don't often get to hear much about Mi- Mrs. Brown on these streams. Uh, Mr. Brown's um, better half, Mrs. Brown. Um, Swappers, can you just read out some of the information we have on Mrs. Brown? Stuart Mitchell in the chat says he has a wife, you know. She's called Incontinentia Buttocks. <laughs> wow. Wow. She's yeah. been doxxed. Okay. You're all a set of bastards. I'll, I'll Google her later. Um, so our dogfight continues. We're now flying through the, the dog fight. mountains. I remember dog. Independence Day. Oh, God, so do I. <laughs> God, how many slides did you um, do for this, Ian? Because if you've done loads of slides with this stupid guy just, with glasses, no, then we're just, just going to fall asleep. We're just taking <laughs> so fucking long. That's the it, problem. Smilex says he assumed... Um, <laughs> <laughs> he assumed it was like Columbo, which he doesn't really exist. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Very oh. good. Well done. Um, so our, our dogfight continues. It's Coming taking us through the mountains. 
Yes, we're blasting through. Okay, it's a it's a lovely, beautiful lovely scenery. It looks, look at that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Boom! Look at that great capture. Cockpits, more explosions. Uh, <laughs> Princess Fiona's maybe worried about getting a beauty sleep. We understand, Princess. Don't worry, we're going to rattle through uh, some of this stuff. This is the best stuff, we though. We have to hit point the opening. Out. I don't think we've hit the opening credits yet, have we? No. 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 Okay. But if it's the worth dwelling on anything, it's this first these, 10 but minutes. It's taking too long. No wonder it took you four hours to put these together. But look, this this is definitely this opening. I mean, um, it's definitely the highlight of the show. And there we go. Mando taking out, I think, the final. Oh, this is the maneuver. Oh, this is the maneuver. Oh, there it is. Yes, there's the wing. And there's uh, the R5 unit falling over. Again. <laughs> that was nice. I like that maneuver. Yeah. Uh, we, are, little, we are. We are. A nudge from <laughs> Kiriantos. <laughs> yeah, we are, mate. Yeah, the chat keep me in line. I sell that as a toy. I'll definitely buy it. That ship. Yeah, so it cool. might already be available. To be honest with you. Well, I'll take a look. It's a decent ship. Get yeah. me the Lego set. Hurry the, hurry the fuck up is what I was thinking for most of this show. To be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To be fair. This was the only part of the slides I enjoyed doing. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised, mate. Brown, we're going downhill because we've been compared to both uh, Friday Night Tights and now EFAP. I mean, uh, well, we've not started pissing on the desks yet. So no, no one's got the cock out yet. So. Bear with us. That's in the next ASMR segment, I think. Yeah, <laughs> pissing live on Mr. Brown Alliance. Why did that guy do that? Oh well, maybe that's another story. Oh, attention, I don't know. And there we go. There's poor Karen's castle. It's uh, been blown to smithereens. Mm. Literally. What a shame. And in case you didn't spot that, she says, they destroyed my home. Because we mm. couldn't be relied upon to, to get that information ourselves. They, I, I'm still slightly confused about her backstory because, I mean, she goes on, on about how, you know, her family ruled on Mandalore, I think. They were a ruling family on Mandalore. That was her home, which she lost. You would think if, if what they're trying to do is draw a parallel, that the parallel might have been drawn. This is the second time her home's been glassed by Imperial TIE Bombers, but they nice. didn't think to do that. You think they'll have security? Do you know what I mean? Or um, defence. Defence in the castle. I, no one, mind. I don't know about you, Lord. This moment here was when it went full rogue squadron for me. Um, God, how many slides, please? Seriously? Yeah. He got excited, didn't he, doing this? But, oh, hey, brilliant! Pium, and he comes oh, to credits. Yeah, and that's After it. Shall I get the next Boom. one, or should we just go out? Right now, this is this is where the show gets really good, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We've just got up to the opening credits. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So, for those who've watched the the episode, or maybe those who haven't, um, that was the, the your pre-credit sequence, the opening <laughs> yeah. scene. Um, bizarrely, now the whole show um, pivots somewhat, and we get uh, we've basically seen all we're gonna see of Mando. Um, we are now taken to Coruscant, I believe, and looks great, doesn't it? 
it does look rather good. Yes, I mean, again, the visuals are, are good. And we start off with this chap walking up the red carpet, uh, straightening his imperial jacket. And, uh, or maybe Why not are they imperial. wearing imperial jackets? Not imperial jackets. It's not imperial. Uh, oh. It's uh, it's post-imperial. What, what oh, are we right. calling it? Uh, New, New Republic? New Republic and he's doing the he's doing the old uh, TED Talk for some reason. And nobody... He can do all this stuff with, what is it, cloning and all that. And everybody ignores him. And there's a maybe. lot of there's a lot of problems with this scene so uh, yeah so he's he's obviously he's giving us i think the reason the scene exists is so the audience is reminded of who he is and what he did that's only mm. really why it's there he's done all of this wonderful experimentation with cloning he gives us the backstory about his was it his father or his mother um mother. One of them died mother. yeah, yeah it's um and so he's talking about how he hoped to use cloning uh to to fix that problem which has already been done because you know, the Camino ones could do everything with cloning. He invokes them. He he mentions that the Camino ones could do all of this mm. stuff. If you can do everything the Camino ones did, including you know delaying aging and all the rest of that, at what point did the knowledge to simply clone uh, repaired organs drop out of of the galactic consciousness? That doesn't really make a huge amount of sense. Um, and then. The, the thorny question with Star Wars since Attack of the Clones has always been, well, if you can do cloning, why isn't cloning in the original trilogy? And I think this episode just tries to dispense with that with, well, because it's illegal now. So that's mm. that's it. But then having given him this TED Talk, because he's incredibly important, he has all this knowledge, and I think what they're trying to play on is sort of that Werner von Braun using the Nazi scientists to further our own cause thing. They then just stick him in a warehouse where he yeah. files forms. Yeah. But why would you give him a TED talk to print, like, explain his cloning theories if you're then going to stick him in a warehouse to file forms? And if you're sticking him in a warehouse to file forms, why are you giving him a TED talk to begin with? It, yeah, it's it doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Mm. Bit crap, isn't it? This particular scene reminds me of that joke where a Chinaman, uh, a, a Nazi, and someone from Wakanda walks into a bar, and uh, there's a Mon Calamari. Um, but what I didn't get about this scene, why is this guy doing such a prestigious talk to thousands and thousands of people, and then in five minutes' time he's working in a cubicle? I mean, yeah, is he important it, or not? I don't, can I you see? It. It's not thousands of people. It's just thousands of little dots. Because you don't actually see people in the background. Oh. They're just little dots. And if you go back to that slide, you can't really... It's just weird no, how they did it. If you, go, if you go back in the slides... We're... No, don't don't go back, please. <laughs> uh, look, we, we missed a, a huge compliment from Hooligan S3. He said, MBA, which is short for Mr. Yeah, Brown's Alliance. Yeah, I was looking Alliance. at that and I thought, yeah. what the fucking hell's MBA? And then I realised about Brown Alliance, it's me. It's you. It's you. It's us. It's us. He says it's his top panel show weekly um, what a compliment! Thank you, Hooligan. We're Just glad wait to have till you. we start pissing on the desks. I thought we were talking about some basketball thing. Yeah, wait I didn't. Yes, I did. I wait till Z gets his golden rod out. Thank then you, we'll sir. be really in the. the uh, we appreciate the sentiment. Thank we you. Do. We thank you. Uh, good, good episode for Mon Calamari. If you're into that kind of thing. Mm. We yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, Are those? But CGI? yeah, we're introduced. No, they're 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 real masks. Cut helped a little bit by cgi yeah i thought brilliant. this was one of the only occasions where the effects in the show kind of were let down mm, because I'll it's agree. so clearly he's just sitting in a still set on a still car there's no wind blowing past him even though they're going at like 40 miles an hour high up in the altitude of corazon um it just yeah it, this is the most back project projectory looking scene in the entire uh, that's because it is yeah 
Yes, yeah. um, Robert Meyer Bennett said something similar on an EFAP stream um, with regard to Jurassic Park. Um, he, he was talking about some of these scenes in this e, uh, prequel trilogy where cars are not, they're too uniform, they're all going in a straight line, none of them turning off, none of them are gaining in altitude or decreasing in altitude. It all looks very computer generated and and that's the sad thing about this scene is it wouldn't have taken much a few nips and tweaks and it would have been a lot more immersive well they 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 basically the the, the they don't do back they don't green screen anymore that's a big huge it's led volume, screen volume, yeah. yeah so um so they do that now and it, it, as i said it corresponds with the camera move so if they move left the background corresponds with the camera like he's really there so that's the, what the, cheat way, the cheat way to improve this a lot is you just don't have the car open topped because that that's what causes i think a lot of the the mm. contrast between the perfect yeah. stillness inside the car and the movement outside the car but if the car is is not open topped if it's got a glass dome over it or whatever you've kind of escaped that problem it looks fantastic with the mando shot with the volume and the glass mm. canopy it does look really good. That's when it just looks outstanding. But yeah, I was laughing correct. because the robot was looking at him. His head was completely turned around and talking to him. And he was like, can you look at the road, please? He says to it at one point, doesn't he? But he's a droid. And he's not. He's probably connected to the to the speeder thing. Hmm. So he's, he doesn't really need to look, does he? <laughs> Let's face it. So I don't understand why. Uh, anyway, maybe uh, lots of wrong. NBA jokes in the <laughs> chat. Uh, whacking wardrobe, mutual blowjob action. Uh, yep, Honestly, we'll take it. What happens on these streams? You, you try and give someone a compliment, and then chat just takes the piss. <laughs> I don't know why you even they? bother. Stop being nice to us. Stop NBA, being my big anus. <laughs> or is it A9? <laughs> mm. Uh, keep them coming, chats. We know you won't let us down. So this chap uh, takes his taxi ride away from the um, the theatre. That theatre did remind me a little bit of the, um, you know, the Attack of the Clones theatre yeah, with does. Anakin and yeah. Palps. It just gave me yeah. vibes of that. But, and uh... what's this scene about? He goes in and, and these people are sitting at a table and he has like a drink and it's like, well, why why have this scene? You know, oh, yeah, I used to like the pick. Yeah. Was it the yellow biscuits and all that rubbish? I'm like, well, what's <laughs> this got to do weird, with anything? It's the weird thing. So, so what, what they're trying to oh, do good. is they are trying to do this. This It's actually quite dense world building but the, the, because they haven't given themselves any time in which to do it. So what they're trying to do is, is to pretend or to have us convinced that you have all of these ex-imperials who've been, you know, maybe part of the imperial remnant, but the Republic has a rehabilitation program or a re-education program, and then they're being gradually reintegrated into galactic society, um, essentially, is that, you know, this is what happens to Nazis after the fall of Nazi Germany. How do you make them human beings again? And they, they're put in their own little communities, and they're encouraged to form communities and be productive members of society. The, the ideas behind this stuff are not bad, but the way they deployed them in this... No, I didn't like the way they did it. The idea behind it was you quite like clever. Idea. Yeah. yeah, the idea was good. But the way they deploy it is not good. The way they deploy it, the pacing is awful, the dialogue is bad, the writing is terrible. And because it is quite a deep bit of world building they're trying to cram in, it's not something you can just throw onto the screen and expect everybody to pick up all of the references it, and the implications of that. It just doesn't is work. Is this kind of um, shoehorned Andor? Oh, it's Andor but without... With without the intelligence, so yeah, they, it's mine kind of... Sorry, Sorry no, I was just going to say they they they've watched Andor and yeah. good reactions. Oh, we'll do a bit of that. It feels like that, doesn't it? Um, that's right. Getting a lot of bored. 
That's why I was so bored watching it, because it reminded me so much of Andor. Good. Terrible. Brown, we're getting lots of nominations for your new channel name. What about... Uh, mm? I've been there with that one. (laughs) Hemorrhoids. Not good. Uh, Why is his glasses so big? Uh, Franco. (laughs) I I thought Norfolk Enchants would have done that, but never mind. Quick enough. What are they drinking here, by the way? It's almost like... uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) wallpaper paste yeah it does look like it doesn't it oh the the white the the white guy the white guy he didn't say much did he (laughs) he's the Brit from that other episode here you go Mm. Uh, Fiona (laughs) uh, Mr. Bernalise has me they are doing the world building they should have done two seasons ago that's yes Uh, it it could be late I could be drunk but this one tickled me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, just, it's just route one but we love it um so it's he he sits it. at this table and then we've got uh what was the official name we we, we crowned her earlier on um, fiona came up with gender this. fluid I think. yes um, well, why 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 i mean the thing is though wouldn't it have been better if she was really good looking and and you know she he fell for her charms and stuff like that she just looks like her face has been smiling let's face it assassin Assassin. What is the point of this scene? <laughs> and, I, and why did it go on so I, goddamn I long? Why? Was, I, I thought that was John Barrowman. So did I. Oh, what well, is the point of this scene? So Seriously. The, no, the nominal point is that obviously the, the, this, this is a guy who's being reintroduced to essentially civilized society and he's having trouble and these are the other people who've been through what he's been through. So it's establishing his kind of precarious relationship with the world in which he now lives. That's supposed to pay forward that the scenes with the robot when he's being constantly asked if he's you know got any bad feelings or whatever. It's supposed to be conveying... This, this gradual and quite difficult reintegration into society. I agree that it doesn't work, but that that's the technical Ooh. point of it. But um, it, was yeah. it doesn't this... amount. It doesn't amount to anything. Does well, it? they I do mean, actually have to address end. as to what happened to everybody who was in the empire. Why after the empire fell? Why? Because, because if you don't do this, and you can't explain his subsequent actions. No, but he, but he doesn't need to be in the story. You need to see Mandalorian. Well, we don't, None of we this don't, needs to be in this. We don't know that he doesn't need to be in the story oh. until the story's oh. finished. So theoretically, you can get to episode seven of this of this season, and all yeah, of this no, actually we'll does amount to something that's incredibly important. However, that the, the problem is kind of similar to Andor's in the sense of pacing. It's also that it has a problem Andor doesn't have, which is that it doesn't actually have the, the depth and the intelligence underlying it. It's not a pointless scene. It's just a very badly deployed scene. Who was that guy at the end on the table? The guy at the end on the who's who's that fella? On the right. Yeah, on the right. Uh, no right. Dave, his name is. <laughs> Who, uh, oh shit! It's the woman, isn't it? Oh, I really did not. Oh. Seriously. <laughs> oh come seriously. on, Mega. No, we know what you're playing at. I thought it was another guy. I, I honestly thought it was another guy. <sighs> uh, MJ angle. says it's the most diverse lunch table he's ever seen. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is. And um, and Princess Fiona says, pacing, pacing, pacing. I don't know what she's talking about. Also, Mandalorian. The Lord is right. It is a nice idea. But this is in the wrong... There's really no need for it. It's a nice idea executed. It's in the wrong... This is in the wrong show. Here's a question. Why the fuck do we give a 
fucking flying fuck about this character? <laughs> Anyone? Exactly. And he's, and he's wearing um, Luke Skywalker's robe, isn't he? And clothes, uh, but it's blue. I, you know, just when you thought Weird. the pacing couldn't get any slower, he gets into bed and we... <laughs> We have another 10 minutes of him walking around in his pajamas. Fuck me, this is ridiculous. What are they trying to achieve? What are they trying to achieve here? Does anybody know? They look, there is really no need for this, right? All you need to do is introduce the character. He wants to do experiments. This girl offers him a, 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 a way to do that. And yeah. then he gets trapped by her. That's all. We need to see him in his pajamas or talk to those guys about <laughs> pink biscuits or blue biscuits, where the biscuits are. Why? We don't need any of this stuff. It's ridiculous. No, but but then, then you agree that the scene has point and the problem is pacing. So no, the, yeah, the reason, no, well, it, 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 it um, as I said, you may be right, it does have a point. But the thing is, though, they could have easily done it in five minutes <laughs> Why and get to the action. Why, yeah. why did she set him up? Yeah, exactly. What, what were the Look, motives? That's the this is going to be one of the... I say, I say This is an interesting question, not because I'm actually interested in the characters. It's interesting because I wonder to what extent they're going to fuck everything over. So the way to make this even more pointless and, and redundant, or at least offensively badly paced, is if the point of all of this and the betrayal at the end is to set her character up going forward and he's not in the show again because he's just been mind-fried. And they have left open that as a possibility, that this was all kind of a misdirection... So he he's nominally the target of the plot, but actually this is a means of reintroducing her. And obviously the implication at the end is that there is a sort of an imperial remnant cell within New Republic society and she's still working for some evil person. But if it, though, if it, it? does turn out that they, are just gonna, they have basically killed the guy off at the end of this episode, then I will come back and redouble the criticism of this entire scene because you don't need 40 minutes to do that. So we'll see. It, it, it would be, yeah, it it would be a terribly like. bad decision if they did do that, which is why I think they probably will. But hopefully they won't. Uh, Jim's got a solution to all the plot and pacing problems in this episode. There we go. <laughs> Just shoot well, I mean, the fuck work. I mean, in every universe you've got jobs like this it's crazy absolutely and, and that's such it's really well lit scene actually but it's is, is this where he finds out that all the imperial uh technology is getting decommissioned and destroyed no this is where i, don't, I can't remember this scene where he gets more of those little things to i don't know what he does with them what, yeah. more the this is the payoff to the relationship building with the other characters so he finds I think she leaves <sighs> some of the biscuits they were talking about in the drawer yeah. it's supposed to it's supposed to be sort of building that establishment of trust and then as these scenes go on the idea is you show him getting more and more frustrated with his new life and that gives him cause to then go and break the rules um, which then of course pays off in the, in the in the conclusion that is what they are trying to do um, but they do take about yeah, 25 minutes at least too long in which to do it. And then we got like a scene where they have those glowy, glowy lollipops. Oh, good and he tries God. to touch the, the the mountain thing and, you know, oh, really oh, funny. Yeah, yeah. And all so that. Cute, what is the point of this? This um, one, I think you could actually, point? you probably could cut this entire segment because this is just trying to do what the previous scene was trying to do, which is to show exactly. that he, he gets to trust her more. I think this might be the point when she does start to suggest that he, he breaks the rules in a more specific way. But you have taken two scenes and two long scenes to do one thing, which is never a good idea if you're writing anything. 
Brown, you know you're having those um, uh, a- anal problems. Didn't you describe it once as having a mudslide on your back patio? I did. Uh, yeah. I will say a mudslide is a world of hurt. Yes, so sorry you're having those problems there, Atom Grey. We hope you recover from that. Just plenty of cream. Uh, so we're still on Coruscant. We're still really witnessing the uh, development of these two rather pointless and tedious characters <laughs> and nice, nice name for uh, the main character there. Um, it just goes on forever, doesn't it? I mean, it's nice to see Coruscant. I thought the other interesting moments, and I think it's coming up any seconds, just in the background there, we have the tip of the biggest mountain on Coruscant, which is... Geode, isn't it? Way smaller than any of the buildings on Coruscant, and I'm just wondering how the how the actual physics of that works. I mean, how how big are the foundations of these buildings? And Now, uh, I've, I've done studies on this for my novel, oh. right? So Coruscant is like originally it was an ordinary planet and they built cities on on top of cities on top of cities. So the layers of construction have gone on over like centuries and centuries and the planet's growing bigger because of it. And there are mountains on the planet's surface that still like poke up out of the top of the the surface of the planet, right? Because it's right at the peak of the mountain. So they're a novelty and they show them off like this. Now, they said in the show that this mountain... I sound like a right fucking nerd right now. They said in the show... (laughs) That this was the highest peak on Coruscant, which is bollocks, yes. right? That's not oh. true at all, because oh. the highest peak actually resides underneath the main tower of the Jedi Temple, and it's em- empowered with Force energy. That's the highest peak. So they're talking bollocks. Although we know this is Disney canon, so who gives a fuck anymore? Mm. Uh, Stuart making a good point. The Rock uh, has probably got the more character than anyone else in this scene. Yeah. I think he's absolutely right. Uh, Maybe it's Giordi uh, making swappers. appearance. Swappers. Yeah. Swappers. Uh, well done, mate. Oh, a bit of recognition <laughs> for swappers. There we go. Oh, a bit of geek cred. Thanks. No one else gets uh, sound effects. I'm jealous. Uh, so here we go. She sets him up. She asks him to uh, to touch touch the rock. And, uh, <laughs> and he gets uh, pranked. Um, what, what is this fucking lollipop thing, the, the, the licking, and it doesn't seem Don't to be... Know. Making any don't progress know. with it is all. Oh no! Don't care. Very strange. Who's got the microwave on? Was <laughs> <laughs> it a Star Wars sound effect? That looks like a little robot from those from that film with the UFOs that lived in the old people's house. Can't remember what it was called. Uh, batteries not included. Not included. Oh, wow. Yeah, yes, it does look it a bit like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and the idea of of what they're trying to do here is actually probably more to do with her than it is to do with him. It, it's the payoff is supposed to be when you realize right at the end that she's a cold, evil, calculating bitch. The contrast between her depiction there and the depiction at the end is heightened because you've seen her being seemingly, at least, sort of cutesy and, and friendly and, and effervescent and a socialite. That that yeah, It's an attempt at, at character writing from a show which doesn't really do that very well. If- but it's boring! If if this doctor isn't allowed to share his cloning technology, then surely he's not. And she baited him as well. Why does she Why does she want to kill him? Is it because exactly he um, was a turncoat? He. I don't. I don't know. But she baited him. She actually, you know, encouraged him (laughs) to break the law, didn't she? So she's yeah. She's ugly as well. Put it that way. So there you go. So, uh, Brown, uh, can you just read Fiona's uh, uh, if, well word of Sorry, message? it's the only thing close to penis shape that she'll ever put in her mouth. 
There we go, folks. Seriously? That's... We're, 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 seriously? we're going to the depths here of this kind of humour? <laughs> this <laughs> is where hell? we've got to. But look, yeah. we have got to a what I thought was one of the better scenes. I know, obviously, that's not paying much of a compliment, but this little interview with the, um, I don't know what you call it, counsellor droid? I don't, I don't know, but uh, obviously I did the... the, the uh, the parody of it in the opening segment there, but it asks the questions, you know, are you experiencing any undue stress? Have you experienced any anger or resentments? What do we make of this scene? It's kind of, I think it's referencing, is it Blade Runner 2049? When essentially that it's the test of the psychological fitness of the interviewee being asked repeatedly the same banal questions and then the response is being engaged. Mm. It's not as clever as that because the droid simply listens to his actual answers and so it's easy to misdirect. But what I think, yeah, what they're trying to do is to portray, as they did in 2049, his gradual psychological change as he takes longer and longer to answer the questions and becomes more frustrated and finally hesitates to the point. And that's the point you're supposed to infer. He's made the decision he's now going to break the law because he can't answer these questions truthfully anymore. So well, again, it's, it's a it's a good I'm, idea actually. This it, one. Well, I mean, I'm glad you saw all that depth into that scene, but I think I almost <laughs> fell asleep in this no, scene. I, I completely <laughs> think it's absolute I agree, nonsense. I agree with the Lord. I of think... course you do. But no, Ian, no, no, of no, course no, no, you well, do, mate. Yeah, whatever. But <laughs> this is <laughs> it is clever. It's Poly- not clever. No, it's no, boring. No, no, no. Come on. May I finish my sentence? It's not often I say. Go on in. I'm enjoying this. Um, (laughs) It's clever. I like the idea. Very, very poorly paced. But it's not from the... It's it's on the wrong fucking show. Yeah, it is. Simple. It's on the wrong show. It's it's not just the pacing. It's also the placing of it within the show. So there is that. If you're going to take time out to do these scenes, Blade Runner did take time away from those scenes to actually keep you entertained by doing other things. So you might he might be going away. You will have an action sequence. As a consequence of the action sequence, he enters. He re-enters that scene. You've got much more of a, of a narrative variety there. You've got action. Action is punctuated by more sort of contemplative and thoughtful and slower paced scenes, which will then be punctuated, punctuated by action shots again. It's it's just, there's much more variety in Blade Runner 2049. Whereas this is, yes. it begins with this, you know, high octane space fight, which gets the audience up and ready for action. And then it just goes into this, and there's no variation in the pacing at all. If, you, if you're going to use the scene we just saw with the, the robot, and you've placed it immediately after an extended walking sequence through a Coruscant circus where very little actually happens, you are going to be testing the patience of the audience. It's not that there's a a juxtaposition or a necessary contradiction between things that are boring and things that are clever, but if you're going to do clever things, you also need to write them in a way that's engaging, which is the biggest fault with this part of the episode. Do you know, um, so the last episode, how long was the last episode? Shorter than this, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, this one was thirty-five. Like this so. one was um fifty-six. Mm. Yeah, why well, that, was, that's why, why, it why was it too bit, long? Yeah, why wasn't this why, bit self-contained? Because that's oh. why. That's why I think they took the beginning of this episode oh. and the last bit of this episode out of Man. the previous episode. So episode two is shorter because they've actually just taken content from it. This one is longer because they stuck that content on this episode to bookend it with something Fuck. that they thought would pad it out with more action and keep people more entertained. I actually think it did the episode uh, much more damage than it did good. Yeah, agreed. Probably, agreed. you know, if you hadn't started out with the high-octane space paddle, this wouldn't have seemed quite as out of place as it did. It would still have seemed out of place, but not as badly yeah. as it did. 
Someone uh, made a great point earlier that th this whole post-credit episode as such is, is longer than any other Mandalorian episode. I mean, we got 10 minutes of Mando at the start, but mm. we got 40 minutes of this fucking this waste. This should have just but... been a self-contained episode. So it didn't really need to be that long. They could have cut, they could have cut yeah. that table scene out. They could have just got to the point where she convinces him to break the law, you know, and then, you know, he says, it's a trap to the trap fella. And then the end. Why was it so long? <laughs> Why was it so long? That's the question. And why was it so boring? Anyway. Uh, Gwagnar has the answer. It should have been an episode in the book of Boba yeah, Fett. Agreed. There we go. Yeah. Maybe it was. And they took it out and put it in this. Well, they stole three episodes. Mm. Uh, unbelievably, we're back in front of this, <laughs> this robot again. God, it's like well. deja poo. Um, mm. And we're back doing the same interview, the same questions. But I think this is the scene where we see him starting to have... Uh, uh, I don't know, thoughts about uh, maybe turning to the dark side as such. I don't know. Yeah, he's talking about doing his experiments, isn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. What's the, what do we think of this droid design? It's, uh, I don't know, a bit Too quirky. Clinical. Yeah. Isn't it um, oh, entrapment? Isn't it entrapment? That yeah. She, she basically, <laughs> yeah, it's just honestly. This what, if, what if these are all involved? Sucks, man. This episode sucks. Um, the, the only way I can see this plot going in my head at the moment is she wants him to have his mind erased because of what he knows. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um, Tim just missed the start there, and he's just asked the question, is Mando in this episode? Uh, no. <laughs> no, Wait. we're not doing Mando tonight, Tim. We're doing something else. Um, Andy has really spent a lot of time Really thinking about his review this episode. Uh, Brownie, I'm going to get you to read it out. Take a big breath. Well, okay. uh, moisten your lips. Here you go. Uh, Andy Mouse, one, two, three. Um, wingman of the channel. It was shite. <laughs> there you go, folks. Shite. It is, though. It is. It's absolute. Uh, quick question. Who's the top? Who's the top? <laughs> she uh, is. One on the left. <laughs> Oh, good God! What what is the relationship? Is that is the, were they teasing any sort of romance or what with that thing? Bromance. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, bromance. Right? Come on! In, uh, in universe, she might have been teasing that as a part. Is it a she or he to get her to to uh, him? Sorry, to um, uh, let his guard down. <laughs> they. I'm so tired of seeing uh, seeing women that aren't attractive on screen that now. I really am. Is is it a woman? Sorry, am I made it's, a mistake? Yeah. Um, I think it. I think it's Ruby Rose, isn't it? <laughs> just tired of it. I'm I just tired of it. Do you know, I I went on the Internet Movie Database to see who it was for this episode. Yeah, not listed. Well, not I listed. Couldn't, I couldn't be bothered. It is. To go um, back it is. It's her. the same. It is the same actress as in Ant Man: Quantumania. She's an MMA fighter by background i can't remember oh, her right. name okay uh, right, so something she'll kick fuck out of us then yeah yes yeah. oh, right. take the crap out of me i will call her seen, surf you've seen strange new world haven't you uh i've seen three episodes yes. of it. yes is this the helms they them from strange new world no no okay. no i thought it was yeah. same haircut yeah. though what's well, the kind of buzz cut isn't it the lesbo cut so this is uh, this is where he decides to go on the mission to um, 
to go and retrieve the technology he needs to pursue his own. Yeah, like a portable yeah. uh, lab kit. That's it, the lab kit. Um, and then so, again, a rather tedious, drawn-out scene of uh, will they, won't they? And we obviously know they will. But uh, it, it just, just felt clumsy. I mean, I mean, it was literally clumsy. He was bouncing into everything he passed. But um, I don't know. Does anyone else think this was no, a bit quickly go back. Droids. Droids. Z. Does that yes. do it for you? No. No. <laughs> no. The the <laughs> droids in this, from the interviewer droid to the background droids, they just seem so generic. Mm. They didn't yeah, I mean, really have a Star Wars feel to them. Edge of Time says it. He said of uh, arseless chaps, but not arseless droids. And uh, there we go. I thought the location looked fantastic. I'd love to know where it was. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to like about the visuals, but less it's not so the Doc story. Lands in London, now, is it? Can I just say that this guy stuck out like a fucking sore thumb <laughs> when I saw this scene. He was just like yes. standing there, gormless. <laughs> Like, he's got a relation on the production staff and says, can I be in this week's Mando? And they went, yeah, put on this uniform and stand there. And that's put exactly what he did. Put on these white marigolds. Yeah. <laughs> Look completely out of place in that scene. Yeah, I mean, at this point, all the Disney fans are just sat there thinking, where the fuck's Baby Yoda? What am I watching? Yeah. Um, such as sophisticated technology, but all she needs to do is put a foot in the gate and it opens up again. It's uh, rather convenient. And on they get onto the train. Yes. Now, look, may maybe I was half asleep, but maybe I was losing the will to live, but I didn't quite get the interaction with this big, hefty character. What was what was going on here, anyone? No. No, no. no one. No one knows. No, no one cares. Just said like a word, one word. They just, yeah, they seem to. Uh, I think it was played as a gag. I mean, uh, yeah, Lesbo acknowledges him or has some kind of banter, and he tries the same later on. And did he have like a walk on his head? Well, did he say? Um, <laughs> was this the point where he said "Happy Bendu Day"? Yeah, which is the the last day of the galactic week. <laughs> oh. oh, get you, um, MJ. Um, I recommend some medical attention if that really yeah. does look like your left sack. They ideally should look the same, so. So, again, rather protracted, drawn-out scene. Oh, Just the, uh, I'm always interested in kind of ship design, transport design. What's everyone's thought on this being a train? Does it really work when it's not on a track? I think it does. I mean, it, it's not like the train in Boba Fett, the sand train, the gun train that just randomly appears and massacres Tuscans, because the public transport would still exist on Coruscant. Um, not everyone can have the, their own private flying car. I, th I think it, it works in this scene. I felt a little bit like... Uh, Where were the know, reindeers? Santa and his... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Brownie. We are on the yes. same... Yeah, yes. it did feel a bit strange, but it's more of a bendy bus than it is a train. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of benders in this particular episode. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's okay, Brown. I was on mute; no one heard it. Um, <laughs> so we carry on more lingering looks. I mean, 
I don't know where this is going. With a, well, the, the, a gay yeah. Nazi and a, oh. an MMA lesbian. I don't, I don't know it. what. The, no, no the, hope for this. She is again. The, the point is supposed. The payoff at the end is supposed to be that she has managed to break through his social awkwardness. He's placing his trust in her visually and visibly more so as the train ride goes on. She's helping him open up. His trust in her will be repaid by her betrayal at the end. So that's it's supposed to be good. character writing. So we get we get we get to a moment of uh, tension, don't we? Very shortly, when the uh, yeah. we have some more droids. Oh, I'll, I'll this is when it this... becomes dumb, even as in dumber. But yeah, are these the same two that we saw in the the station, or are these are different two or Dif uh, different ones? These are the uh, different ones. Okay. British Rail more, train more badly guards. designed droids. Yeah, and uh, the solution to the ticket situation, which they must have foreseen, was just to basically. Um, Go Scott. through the carriages now. Bit of a uh, bit of a tip for all you uh, kids in the chat. If you ever in this situation, just go the loo, lock yourself in, you'll be fine. Yeah. But they choose to just go carriage to carriage, don't they, and try and so they run out of carriage essentially. And Which then is we a get... little bit odd. I mean, you'd think it's one thing on a train being able to go between carriages, but they you you know you're not actually sort of jumping across a gap of what 30,000 feet out of the ground oh, yes. it's a bit weird that you can even do this on this train also why is there only why why are the two ticket inspectors on the train why are they only a only two why are they both starting from the same side if they'd had one at the other side you would have prevented anyone from doing what they're doing <laughs> yeah. don't know don't know let's not get bogged down in the train tickets get the t-shirt brownie i can't wait um, I have to have it in triple XL just to get over my round fucking head, but uh, looking forward to that. Um, oh, sorry. No, keep it, keep it going. I'll, keep it I'll flowing. Another, you, you another do the grumpy alien. That one looks like MJ's right ball sack. Um, <laughs> they get, is this where they get into like a first class carriage, is it? Or just, I don't know. I just, they start to the get impression. some that was sneering looks. Yeah. Yeah. I just I honestly did expect them to try and find a toilet, mm. but they didn't. Sadly, I guess they don't have toilets in Star Wars. Been doxxed again, <laughs> mate. Mm. Uh, yes, you'll often find me in the uh, barricaded into the cubicle of a uh, north northwestern train. I, I but anyway, like the robots. The, I did like this how the platform kind of came just, together for the robot. Yeah, that was quite good. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I did the fuck out of this episode, but certain things kind of worked. Um, so we get, we, we're moving towards the uh, the rather ridiculous scene of them jumping off the train, aren't they? And I know we've all got some thoughts on this one. Um, firstly, was that in the plan? Secondly, how the fuck was that ever going to work when you're travelling about 500 miles an hour? Um, high club scene. Ooh, quite easily, anyone... because she went there a couple of days ago just to get him some biscuits. So it's a relatively easy <laughs> procedure. Oh, yeah. Didn't break a single biscuit, yeah. Is this the bit where he points out to us that they have, in fact, reached the end of the... It is, isn't it? Yeah, they've just mm. come through the door. It's the end of the train. Yeah. No I shit. Thought, I thought, well, what, what are their options now? Are they going to, like, jump on top of the train? Is that what they're going to do? I think they've got to find some uh, handy yeah. handy crash mats. Uh, carriage C, Smilex, uh, uh, rush hour. I'll see you there. Um, what? What was the plan to get back? Was the one? I mean, 
Well, well, yeah, I was thinking like, oh, they got all the way there and went through all of this. What's the return journey plan? What are they going to do? Especially when he's carrying a load of like, jump off. Especially when he's carrying a load of stolen equipment. How are they going to get back in? (laughs) Carrying a fucking suitcase of uh, imperial tech. But uh... the only explanation for the lack of a return plan is that everyone was in on the fact that this was a conspiracy. I'm still really confused as to what the authorities thought she was doing. So, because if the authorities thought that she had essentially committed entrapment by breaking this guy out of his conditioning and taking him to do something illegal, then they've basically gone along with the idea that it's acceptable to just fuck up Imperial um, rehabilitated people by deliberately inciting them to break the law. But if they didn't know that, what did they think of her being there to begin with but that's the only thing that would have worked to explain the lack of a return journey is that everyone was in on the fact that this was a one-way trip. But it, yeah, it doesn't doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Brown, um, quick question: um, How many testicles have you got these days? The answers on the screen, if you would. Uh, Smilex in the chat: one for each gender. Yes, there I've got go. sixty-nine testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Thought so. Uh, we we know why you went with that number. Uh, so they get into a more recent um, Coruscant research than me might be able to tell me. But I thought there were specific sort of planets and shipyards where they decommissioned old spaceships, and I didn't think Coruscant was one of them. Why are they decommissioning Star? Well, a why are they decommissioning Star Destroyers anyway? Because they're incredibly powerful and much yeah, better than anything the yeah. Rebels had. Essentially, you, you, the empire's well. The empire's gone. A new republic is a change in government. It's not something that's come in and just swept away every need for all of the old starships. If anything, they'd be using star destroyers, not decommissioning them. Um, but yeah. if you are going to decommission them, yeah, why are you doing it on Coruscant? You see, and this is the whole problem with the script. The script doesn't make any sense, even well, though the best it. intentions behind it, none of it makes it, and it's slow and boring. You know, like mm-hmm. you can get away with we can get away with murder if you present it in an entertaining way and you don't get bored. Like for instance, Spider Man No Way Home has so many plot holes, it's ridiculous. But it was really entertaining. This is just boring as fuck, basically. That's what it is. <laughs> so and it's not it's not interesting in an entertaining way at all. It's just um I just want to check with everyone. Barbara's just joined. Uh are we all okay to just start from the the first slide again yeah i think we'll go back to the beginning that's good <laughs> feel good for that okay uh we've got your bobs uh so basically we, we now go into a sequence where we are exploring a uh, a wreck of a um imperial well it's not a wreck is it? it's just been it's just a, sh- well, a yeah, ship just that's a getting decommissioned slowly for some rotting reason. Yes. for some reason uh i mean it was interesting to see some of the Oh, no, or was it interesting? Well, what, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to convince What do we make of these little um, creatures Rats. with the glowing eyes? Yeah, they... they... No. No takers. No. Nope. No. Shit. We'll move on. Oh, no, 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 Fallen no, Order no, references no, no, some no, weird little no. rat things when they're decommissioning ships. Yeah. I don't know if it's a reference to that, but... This is the moment where she says This is the way... That that they she saw him many many times they on, sorry this is the way yeah on the gideon ship moff gideon oh 
And this that's is where right. They, this is where they finally officially Ooh. introduce themselves. They do. And it's like, oh, yes. they're going to get on. Yes. They, and uh, her name's um, Aaliyah Kane, communications officer. Nice. So they're, they're consummating their working relationship. Very good. Well, here you go, folks. Uh, Franco keeping me in line. Ah, Mr. Brown lines. That's me. Don't you fucking dare. That's that again, by the way. And uh, MJ, uh, the she is always right. Oof. Basically a, uh, a moral for all modern writing. There we go. Uh so they find their way to the uh, what would you call it? The control the center, the, the lab. lab. It's the lab, yeah, isn't the it? lab, the isn't research it? Yeah. lab, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, star uh, destroyers are absolutely massive, and they get in and out of the thing yeah. in about five <laughs> seconds each way. Does so I, I thought the lab is really conveniently located right by the front door, or they've just kind of forgotten how big the ship is. Where are the uh, horses kept? <laughs> no, that's know. That, who knows. Maybe that's why it's being decommissioned. It had a horse infestation. <laughs> Maybe not. Seriously. Uh, Joshua's probably made the best decision of his life. He can only briefly stop by for this one. Look at you. <laughs> oh, you're such a lightweight, Joshua. If we've got to endure this, you should have to too. Um, so we're in the lab. He's getting his gear. He's, yeah. you know, it's all looking good. They're getting on. He's meta. He's probably thinking he's on a promise later oh, on. Oh yes. You know, it's it couldn't be going better for uh, our, our Nazi friend here. Um, he gets the equipment he needs. We yeah, uh, we know all he needs to restart a cloning lab can fit in a tiny box. Apparently, mm. that's all you need to do it. With no wheels, of all that technology, no, they had no, no wheels. wheels for it it just fits those, in a carry-on uh, bag. Yeah, one of those refrigerated plastic boxes you get down the supermarket. Yeah. With a, obviously there's a couple of lights to make it look good. Has <laughs> uh, got uh, an idea for a new Disney show. Mm, in the chat, she will start in her. Well, we don't know. Own show as the. What? Thunderburgorian. <laughs> Never take the helmet off. Love. Very good. Um, Sorry you did there. It's very good. Joshua's not show. seen the episode yet, but he's uh, he's anticipating a shit show. So, yes, unfortunately, <laughs> it's never going to reach the glory of The Last Jedi. Oh, but then what, what would, Joshua, what would? Um, so they get their goods and... Uh, I know it's it's probably a a, a a device used in filmmaking, but they've they've got these torches. It doesn't really seem like they need them because there's some low level lighting and yeah. no, they don't need them. No, it's just no, it's show, stupid. Really. It's just yeah, stupid, it's cool. isn't it? It's just and really the, silly. And the second they're discovered, they continue to run about waving the torches about so they can yeah. be clearly identified rather than ditching the damn torch. But also, why is she I running? I like the bit. Why is she running with him? Why didn't she just let? them come towards them and you know show who she was don't know yeah also, I, I like, but she she raises her um her finger to her lips and says Sh like shush don't tell anyone mm. and then they just run off down a straight yeah. corridor yeah <laughs> making all the noise they like uh, uh, ego nofkin chance lens flares did abrams direct this <laughs> 
And uh, MJ thinks they should have used their popsicles to explore. That would have been a nice <laughs> callback, wouldn't it? And I tell you what, though, even in the, even though it was boring, the the visual effects when they're yeah. walking towards it and looking mm. at it, it's just really mm. great, isn't it? Yeah. The effects. Look at that. I know. Someone will do some kind of fan edit of all this brilliant effects and scenes and come up with something half decent. Mm. And unfortunately, so he's captured, isn't it? Is uh, yeah. We got the police helicopter. Nice. We've got our our friend there. There's there's your there's your man Z. What this are they wearing? White gloves. Blue, and his white blue, gloves. Blue jumpsuits. Yeah. But this is the moment when you can tell whether all of the build up was justified because you're supposed to have two reactions in this quite short scene. Your first reaction is supposed to be gasp. They've been discovered. Then your second reaction is supposed to be gasp. She's betrayed him. If you don't gasp in either of those moments, then the previous 30 minutes which was building up to this was done badly wrong. I don't imagine anyone watched this and suddenly thought, oh my goodness, I'm invested in these characters. Because no one's invested in these characters, because by this point everyone is falling asleep. Uh, I was thinking, thank fuck, it's nearly finished. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did seem quite obvious, because they don't have any chemistry together. It's interesting because he's wearing Deckard's coat, isn't he? The um, the guy with the glasses. Yes, yes. Good shout. It's I it did very, like the coat. Uh, I would have had that. Uh, uh, thank oh. you, Mead. Martin Muse's super sticker for a dollar. Oh. Thank you. Um, good girl, Teresa. She is. Uh, Princess Fiona says the worst, the worst <laughs> piece of shit cosplay oh. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> It's a bit, isn't it? It's funny when everything else is so goddamn good about the visual. Why the That's fuck did they put the guy in the blue jumpsuit? He's definitely wearing Deckard's coat. Yep. Yeah. That's definitely Deckard's coat. It's like an old boombox, doesn't it? I mean, nice. I, I know it's a bit Route 1, it's, but it's some of the uh, the setting with the spotlight and everything. It's quite nice about that scene. And then we get to our old friend, the Mole Calamari. Um, it's a drop. Oh God, it's coming, folks. Um, <laughs> so yes, he's at the um, the mole calamari's explained that he's just going to go for a very subtle uh, realignment procedure. I forget the word he the way he phrased it exactly, but he's playing it down. Obviously, uh, meanwhile, our, our Nazi hero there is uh, kind of concerned that it's a, a brain wipe device. Mind flare. That's it. Mind oh, flare. Yeah. Thank you, Z. <coughs> But it's not. It furnishes you with pictures and rainbows and fluffy kittens. It but doesn't then, rape your mind. But then she puts the power up, doesn't she? On the thing, so... Um, yeah, it's sensual sex, and then it gets too rough and powerful, and then it becomes <laughs> mind-flaying. Um, I don't know what her plan is, though. So she asks to be left alone, because he's still her friend. So they leave her alone. When they come back to find that his mind has been exploded by the machine because somebody turned it up, there's literally one suspect, and it's her. I know. So what's she planning? How's What's her get-out here? There's some saying, the people that wrote this, they don't... They must be... Look, look, this is an inexperienced writer that's written this. It really is. AI wrote this. It's how it feels like. No, uh, I looked it up. It's John Favreau and one of the guys from, drumroll, The Book of Boba Fett. Oh God, that's made quite bad. Probably uh, explains a lot. Yes. Person in the chats for our anniversary, I bought my husband a two thousand dollar Blade Runner pistol replica Ooh. from Rick Ross. 
Cool. Wow. Wow. It's a, it's a hell of a gift. Um, wow. Brownie, um, quick one before we get into this uh, into this uh, well, fantastic scene. You know you went on that coke-fueled weekend in York a little while back and you brought those two prostitutes <sighs> back to the room with you. Um, <laughs> what did they say when you produced your whiskey bottle? They said, uh, M. Jew Katie in the chat, we're just going to shove this up your ass. Is that fine? And, and the was answer it? was, yes. There we go, folks. Uh, confirmation on that one. Um, so, look, I don't know how to. T- I don't. Let's just blast through these. You do the I don't know what to say other than they they do the. It's a trap gag, don't they? Effectively, yeah. he's lying on the table and he says, "No, you don't understand. I was, you know, duped into this. It was a trap." And I don't know about anyone else, but my fucking heart sunk when they played that really? for laughs. I don't know. Any other thoughts on the the It's a Trap gag, the Mole Calamari? I mean, are they taking the piss at this point? Did anyone find it humorous? I don't know. Didn't find it humorous. Well, at least they, they didn't just randomly explode the wall and have him fly out and never reappear in the script again, <laughs> Ruin. Mm. So, tell you. Is that? I know. I know. So who's that guy? <laughs> it's the new guy. <laughs> um Stuart says, even a team of monkeys throwing shit at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So th- he's getting his uh, uh, his brain stimulus a very low setting just to... Uh... Yeah, they're just going to mildly yeah. tinker with his brain, but um, yeah. General Shoots Lesbo there stay. cranks up yeah. the, uh, the dial to uh, 11. Yeah. And I expected more of a reaction. I expected him to start jerking and foaming at the mouth, but he just seemed slightly aroused. I don't know. <laughs> so she's going for the spinal tap now. To up to yeah. that just, those controls, they look like something out of the 70s, don't they? I guess yeah. that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, there you I go. was expecting the wow, 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 wow. Yeah. <laughs> look, he looks almost... He's got I his teeth. He's got his yeah. teeth. He's obviously in pain, and she eats that biscuit, doesn't she? That she. I thought him. the popsicle Cut. would have worked better. I know they were doing the callback to the biscuit, mm. but the popsicle would have been just slightly more deranged. And uh, I don't know. It gives a fuck at this point. Also, it's exactly. a really strange writing decision when someone in reviewing it has to use the phrase, I know they were doing the callback to the biscuit. That's already a strange <laughs> writing decision. Callback to the biscuit. Did she I go mean, get some uh, more biscuits, or did she just go and steal his biscuits back? <laughs> Tell his. <laughs> <laughs> we think it's the end, but it isn't. Uh, no, no. Don't leave us yet, chat. We've still got more, more to more. go. I back to episode two again. I deliberately left the blank part in the black piece of the screen. Just to when you think give it's our all eyes over, a rest. When you think it's, it's all over, it isn't. It's not, is it? No. Um, this is where we're going to overtime, isn't it? And we're we're back with Mando, believe it or not. It's it's like a it's what? like a, a shit sandwich with Mando as the bread either side, and uh, again, lovely visuals. But uh, it was funny because I I I, I kind of lay on the bed to watch this episode, and uh, I watched it, and then I must have fell asleep around about the opening credits, and I woke up at this point, and uh, yeah, I didn't seem to have missed anything. Funny enough, it's funny how it works. I out. don't get this. Oh, we're going back to the uh, place where the crocodile was, aren't we? We are, yes, we are. We're going back to the the clan of Mandalorians, and uh, 
<laughs> I lost the will to live by this point. Well, they yeah, it, I, I missed the yeah. part during the Minds of Mandalore where they actually picked up the sample. I thought they'd just gone in because that, that was always going to be the problem. That. Is that if they had no proof, awesome they would they could just lie. So when they do turn up, and he says, "I've bathed in the Minds of Mandalore," and the guy says, eh, "You're lying." Like, yep, fair point. That that could just be it. But no, apparently he picked up a convenient sample of the water. Uh, Igo M2K4 in the chat. Oh, God, is this the opening scene again? How the fuck do you think I felt when I was doing the slides? Uh. <laughs> um, he could have Brownie. just like, taken his boot off and emptied it, couldn't he? He just said, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's very stupid. Squeezed out one of his socks. Yes, yeah. I'm saying it's just stupid. The whole thing's stupid. Just, oh. Brownie, back to the, the, the weekend at the crack den in York. Um when you when you took the old uh, long johns off, what what did one of those prostitutes uh, remark? Uh, <laughs> that guy has a small head. Oh that's harsh. Don't listen to them, Brown. <laughs> Pardon? You you can get it out on the next stream. Apparently you can I do will. that now. I'll yeah, I'll piss later, don't worry. So is Baby Yoda just remind us all Boo still Bama. still here? Um, and basically, yeah. they're just trying to convince this clan that they are uh, what? What do we call it? Redeemed, re refreshed, redeemed, re refreshed, rewatered. Re <laughs> at this point, at this point, I just thought because all the Mandalorians just come out of nowhere, don't they? Just start standing around. <clears throat> and um, John Favreau's character, Pax Vizor, whatever his name is, this guy, he's a bad <clears throat> motherfucker. He is. He uh, he's just sort of standing in the opening to this cave, isn't it? And and. Uh, just not. It doesn't look like he's been doing anything. The first thing that came into my head was like, "What do these people do all day?" <laughs> Nothing. Same Why is there the no crocodile on this one? Hmm. Killed it. Yeah. How did they shift it? <clears throat> they they ate it. All right. That's so why that guy's eat, so big. All right, still, <laughs> still, still eating crocodile. <laughs> see, the, see the size of his rocket pack. It has exactly. to be like twice as big as everyone else's because yeah. he can't get off the ground otherwise. And what about that guy there in the background with different shoot, different boots on? He's got one oh. white one. He's got one black one, and he's got his knee pads one lower than the. Oh, yeah, oh, never get dressed crazy. wearing your Mandalorian helmet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so stupid. So they're trying so, to convince them that they've, uh, and they're not believing them, are they? They're, they're saying no, and then Mando produces his, uh, his veil of holy water, and then they say, okay, well, we'll put that to the test. And then they're uh, going to go and see the armorer, I believe, who uh, has got some kind of procedure to test uh, Boba's Frank holy water. Frank in the chat, who ate all the crocs? Croc lives matter. No, they're still eating it. <laughs> I think they're wearing them, to be honest with you. Yeah. They can't have been gone that long. How did they get rid of it off the beach? Don't know. They, they've had Obi-Wan chopping know. it up in the back. Oh, yeah. It's all tied together. It's pretty amazing, though, how they do this, though. Seriously, <clears throat> the effects are top-notch in this. It, it is. really is. More Mandos. Mm. Looking oh, bad. Dark side of the walk. He's been lurking. R.I.P. Uh, Croculon. Uh, sorry, folks. Uh, we're on overtime now. Sorry, folks. We are. We're gonna. We're gonna wrap this shit up. But we. We are approaching yeah. the end because. Uh, and don't expect some big finale. It's basically just. Uh, they pour some water into a dish, and um, that's pretty much it. Go, isn't it? I mean, uh, Franco, rest in peace, Calcon. Yes, a very very sad loss. 
So Armour is going to do the test. What would have happened if they couldn't prove he had bathed in the waters of Kathleen? That's what I'm Lynch saying. It, it, they're just taking his word for it. He could have just took the sample and not gone in. Mm. It makes that, it like, um, how does that prove that yeah. he went in? I think there's a chemical reaction because the armourer yeah, used yes. a vial of liquid in the last episode, no. which had the same um, flowy ethereal effect once you poured it into the water. It did, but so, I think um, the end point is that he could have just taken that sample, but, but the ritual demands that he bathe in the waters of Mandalore. He's yeah. shown that he's picked some up not that he went in well it's a so trust thing isn't the, the, it? yeah there is a trust element it's not yeah. the biggest trust element that this required the biggest trust element is with bo-katan because she jumped in to save him which is fine she bathed so by the laws of the ritual she's could be redeemed but then she's just asked have you taken your helmet off since and she says no <laughs> um so like, okay fine you you can become one of us now and eventually end up leading the clans inevitably um but as long as she never takes the helmet off again which might actually be a good thing because the acting would improve uh, what's this woman's gas bill like? Yeah, I was thinking oh, that earlier on. Like, yeah. Woman Mandalorian always has the gas hob on. Is she just like in the kitchen doing cooking all the time, or what was happening? Brutal. Brutal. How are you supposed to Fun fall in love like that? Or, or you know, have sex when you have the helmet on all the time? It's ridiculous. The, the, the whole aspect, the whole thing about Mandalorians is just stupid. Well, we said the other week, clank, clank, clank. <laughs> Ian, Ian, I think what happens is they get completely naked apart from the helmet. And <laughs> man's penis has a mini Mandalorian helmet on oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. The whole thing is daft. It really is. Oh, my God. This show was so boring. Uh, I can't remember where the conversation uh, goes, but essentially... Um, Grogu's good, though. Oh. Yeah, he twitches his personality of these characters is just dynamic as hell, isn't it? Really, oh, you know, so oh, here we go. The armorer that's uh, Emily Swallow. Does she? Does she? Does she? Oh, oh we said this joke last time. Come on, guys. Oh, come on, bro. Come it's on. <laughs> 25 to 1 in the morning on a school night, you're doing that. Uh, sorry, mate. There, there you go. That's the water <laughs> going funny, isn't it? With the uh, yes, it is. Shit. So we get the uh, the affirmative. He's not lied, he is redeemed. And uh, I think that's a wrap for Mando season three, isn't it? No oh, more episodes. No, seventeen episodes. <laughs> I hope so. Oh my god! Why? <laughs> oh lord! She said she's uh, bathed. Blah blah blah. Kept her helmet on. She's lying through her front teeth. Who wow. cares? Not really. Oh. No. When she when she rescued him and and took him out. She didn't take a helmet yes, off since, from that point. Yeah, oh, okay. since bathing in the uh, the yeah. rivers of redemption. Yes, it's like you so, doing the same thing as your friend and suddenly finding out that you're Jehovah's Witness too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the old Mandalorian skull thing uh, emblem. I, I would mind that in the uh, oh, good for the toy you. room. Definitely. I'd rather. I'd rather. What's the name? Ship. I think that that's awesome. <laughs> If that's for sale, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, that spaceship's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and is are we into the uh, the fantastic uh, yeah graphics at the end? There now, was Brown? a moment where I just thought, "Fuck the rest of the slides, just do this," because it just tells <laughs> yeah. it just tells, tells the story, the story perfectly. Yeah, that's the story. Fifteen slides tells it perfectly. Well, as we are in the post-credit sequence, and it's so goddamn late, should we think about doing a a wrap and a rating? 
Yeah, chat as well. I'm looking forward to this. Chat as well. People in the chat, if you've seen it, give us a mark out of 10. Do it. Um, Get the flock out of it. uh, Z, let's go with you first. Give me your closing thoughts and your scores on the board. Well, the first third, I'm going to give a 6 out of 10. Mm. But the rest of it is going to be a 4. Because it just dragged and dragged and dragged. And I really don't give a shit about Pershing. <laughs> okay, that's um, well, slightly more generous than I expected. Um, Lord Chord, give me your uh, closing thoughts and your score, if you would, sir. I think I gave episode one a two out of ten. I would have given episode two like a 1.5. I'm probably going to give this one a 2.5. Oof. No, no, a bit higher. 2.3. 2.3 out of 10. I think it probably is the best of the three, which is just says more about the other two than it says about this one. Can I just pull rank? I don't think we should do half points on this. I'm going to have to round it down to two, but that's much less. Well, well just then. to differentiate it, no, I'm going to say <laughs> three to differentiate it, because it's not as bad as episode one or two. Yeah. Uh, Mega Geek, I'm bracing myself for your... Closing thoughts. <laughs> my closing, th- <laughs> my closing thoughts is this is absolute rubbish. I really don't want to carry on watching this show. It is it's so <laughs> boring gonna... and so slow. It just only good thing about it is the special effects, and that's it really. And I just like this is gonna. I'm I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna give it a two out of. Is it five? Ooh. Is it or ten? Uh, ten. There you go, folks. Ten. I give Those... it a two. That's me Those. being generous. Absolute bollocks. <laughs> Those right. are all the Star Destroyers being decommissioned. Oh, the graphics are just superb. Just literally just fast forward to the post credits. I think um, next week we'll just do the end slides. Be that is still uh, Mega Geek, there's no, no doing a Gary Lineker on this show. You're going to have to come back next week. Uh, right? We yeah. are explicitly told in A New Hope what use a stunt fighter is going to be against that. So you're telling me that they are voluntarily doing away with the entire Imperial Starfleet because stunt fighters are better. Okay then, fine. It's just stupid. It's because They don't think it through, do they? Just like what Ben is saying. What? what why would you why why do you just keep these damn things? Because they're so anyway, I give in, I give in. Some <laughs> things just rubbish. Uh two dikes out of ten. Uh another score coming there. Um Swappers, can't wait to hear your closing thoughts and your score, sir. Oh god. Uh Jesus Christ. I can't remember this episode. Um right, the first <laughs> first what five minutes I'd give a, about a seven, maybe? seven or eight and that was mostly because of the effects they were dynamite but the next 40 minutes a half point and then the the final bit about three or four perhaps so add all those up i can't do math oh we've I don't know. someone will do it in the chat i can't i've, <laughs> I've lost the fucking will to live at this point um <laughs> Uh, Brownie, I'll save you to last. I'll just okay. I'll give you my. I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm pretty much on a par with the the rest of the the group. There. I think the opening scenes, if only for the effects, if nothing else, were um, let's say entertaining. The forty minutes which followed just didn't belong in this show. It was fucking pointless and annoying. And then yeah, the closing scene just really wanted to wrap this shit up. I'm gonna give it a two. I'm going to give it a big fat two. Brown, take us home. 
Um, you know what? There's, the real stars of this program are the uh, the backroom boys, the VX, uh, the VFX artists. You know, the special effects people. They've recently had a bad rap with many uh, Disney Marvel type things, but uh, I think we know the story's shit. It's bollocks. The production, the way it looks, everything's just top draw. And I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm I'm going to be generous five purely because of the hard work from the backroom boys and girls. Although the real stars are actually the ones you see in the backdrop of the space battles. <laughs> Who is that? But anyway. And thank you very much for the shout outs. Uh, unfortunately, despite the generous tips, I don't think Brown can afford me. Uh, but I will be back next week if we are doing Mando next week. Um, um, I, I don't know how many will corral into that one, but uh, uh, it can only get better, surely. Don't <laughs> think that. It can only get better. I don't think so, somehow. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fascinated where they're going to go with it. It's. Uh, oh. Oh dear, Brownie, we got there. We 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 should thank we should thank the guests, the chat, and thank We've God we made three it through in one piece. Two and a half minutes. You, you, have you got some kind of OCD going on? You have to get to an even number. Yes. Okay. Uh, give it the give it your closing spiel, Brown, because I can't do it as well as you. Um, it's been a rough ride, folks. It was torturous doing the slides. I've never felt as much pain as doing the slides for this one. Um, <laughs> You've had piles, <laughs> proper pain. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he had a hell of a weekend in York with a couple of prostitutes. I, know. Um, I will say, chats, as always, you are truly wonderful. We oh, are truly blessed. Uh, you are, you are, you know, the pups nuts, as it were. Always great to see you. I will thank the guests. I will thank Z3PO. Always a pleasure, sir. Never a chore. <laughs> thank you. ASMR ending to the show. Yes. Um, the mega geek himself, Ian David Diaz. No worries. Oh, he's really <laughs> of course <laughs> you know me uh, what's his name I'll just bear with me user user what user <laughs> five six eight four four six six seven four six three b thank you you're very welcome and I was going to say last, but no means least, but it isn't. And we will thank the boy wonder himself. The Lord is back, everybody. The little platoon. Thank you as ever. Moist. That's for you. Uh, F. McPherson, that's for you. Moist. <laughs> Moist. And 
last but by no means least, the destroyer of franchises, the destroyer of Kathleen Kennedy's back doors, it is the wonderful Ruin Johnson. Thank you, man, babies. I just want to ruin it all and subvert your expectations with my big, loud fucking voice. But no, thank you, Mr. Brown. It's been an absolute pleasure. I can't, can't wait to not watch The Mandalorian again. Oh, we yes. have without the chat. We are. Uh, shall we give the uh, final word to channel favourites in the chat? Velma Dinklage. Never mind. Picard, yes, is on tomorrow night. And on that bombshell, <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. Bye, everybody. <laughs> See Good you next night, time. Tatty, bye. 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 <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>